93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw various things uh, to bring up to you guys this morning. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. There's, I'm, I'm reticent to say it. What? Are these things you've noticed? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know what? I clean- or are these things you've found... In your junk drawer. No, no, no. I cleaned out the junk drawer yesterday, so I noticed this. Uh, a nine-year-old boy, did you see this, completed uh, a swim through San Francisco Bay all the way to Alcatraz and back. Whoa. Oh. Nine-year-old boy? Yeah, yeah isn't that like shark-infested It is shark-infested. Hmm. In fact, it's one of the reasons why Alcatraz was set up where it was. Of course, the fact that it was a removed island was part of the deal as well, but the waters are notoriously shark-infested. So mm-hmm. is this a new segment? Maybe... Um, Preston's various things. Preston's amazing children. Oh, wait. Preston's various things. Preston's various things. Preston's various things. What is that? What does he say? Preston's, Preston's various, things. various things. Oh! Preston's various things. Preston's various things. I thought it was Preston's very stains. <laughs> no, no, no. Preston's various things. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so th- th- there's a picture of the kid who, who looks like he's 70 years old. I guess that's all the stuff on his uh, face from swimming or maybe just pruned he- up. He does. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, is looks there like a dwarf? He looks like a dwarf. Yeah. yeah. Now they probably put that. Uh, there, there's I'm a, 78 years old. <laughs> they, there's a like a petroleum jelly they can put okay. on, on their skin yeah. when they have them swim that in does. waters that are um, shark infested or or obviously there's there's an issue. Sometimes they'll have them swim in a very large cage that's being towed. I yep. didn't see a cage. I just saw somebody nope. with a kayak next to him. Yep. Is that what it was? Yeah, oh, it was. man. F that. Yeah, it was his dad and his coach. Uh, were next yeah, to in him. the safety of a boat. Yeah, but that, I mean, they wanted this kid to do it on his own. Uh, He's not going to learn how to swim to Alcatraz if we don't let him do it. James Savage is his name. He's hoping to be the youngest swimmer on record to make the swim. The title is currently held by a 10-year-old. What? Yeah. Uh, it ended with smiles and cheers as James walked on shore hours after after hours in the bay. Uh, James, who began the swim at 7 a.m., and it took him a little over two hours to complete the feat, uh, said he had struggled for a bit out of the open, in the open water about 30 minutes into the swim. He had to punch away about four or five sharks. James said the waves were hitting him, and the current was too strong, making it difficult for him to fight them. Uh, in the end, however, with help from his coach and a promise from his dad, James. I'll feed you. From his father, he, James found his second wind, and he was off. I said, I wanted to turn back, but they kept yelling, I believe in you. I believe in you. You can do it. If you do this, Daddy won't withhold his love anymore. Actually, James's father uh, said that uh, if James completed the swim, he would give him $100. I'll, I'll, the hell with that. And on the water, James' father upped the offer to $200 just to get James going again. And he $200 did. and a nine-year-old Aww. girl. Uh, now that... Uh, this swimming feat is completed. James said his next goal is to swim the length of the Golden Gate Bridge. Are you a um, are you a particularly good swimmer or a strong swimmer? I'm a good swimmer. I've no I've ne- now I've never gone for endurance swimming. I've no idea. Have you ever swam to Alcatraz? Uh, I've not <laughs> swam to Alcatraz. I do love to be in the water and I like swimming. And I would like to think, you know, but of course currents and all that stuff are a whole other thing. But I would like to think that I could be able to last a while. <sighs> In water. Now, it also depends on temperature and yeah. current. Those are two things. And right. wetness. And and all the wetness. It's so wet in there. I used to spend all the time, you know, swimming out in lagoons and, you know, kind of some distance swimming. Yeah. And uh, now the, the, the thought is alien to me, you yeah. know. I just don't like the idea of sharks. Like, I, I would totally do that swim if it was like in a lake, you know. Yeah. 
Um, Unless it's Lake Nicaragua, which I believe has has sharks in it. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, here, Casey, to answer the shark question, John on the line is actually swam from Alcatraz. Oh. Hey, John, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's up, my man? So, I literally, I just got back. Uh, there was a race that I did out in San Francisco just over the weekend called mm-hmm. Escape from Alcatraz Triathlon, where you swim uh, the San Francisco Bell. It drops you off on the opposite side of the southeast tip of the island and you swim back to shore it's about a mile and three quarters altogether if you can't swim straight like me okay well the, the <laughs> also the, the current in the bay is very strong correct the, the current is ridiculous yeah so between the three foot wave swells at least or more that's a if lot you're not swimming if you're not a strong swimmer you're going to go out to the golden gate yeah yeah wow. so they have uh they've got tons of people that are on kayaks that go around you but this is like a a massively sanctioned event uh, this boy that swam, he's a he's a brave soul because I don't know if I could have done that by myself. Wow. All right, so it says here that uh, uh, the shark uh, situation is not as bad as, as, as Steve had said? No, it's uh, uh, the way how they describe it, it's called like that brackish water where it's uh, half salt water and half fresh water. Okay. You can tell when you're in there that it's, it's, it's a little different, but um, they and all the race officials, what they do is they insist that uh, the few – Sharks that could be in the water, they're way down low because they can't stand to be up close to the surface of the water. Oh, that would provide good comfort to me to know that the sharks were down a few feet lower than they normally are. <laughs> the only problem is that uh, because the bay is so deep, if you look straight down, it's like dark. Yeah. But with the sun coming up, it lights up the top of the water. And if there's people swimming next to you, what you see is all the shadows of their arms and their legs. They're just moving back and forth. And you think there's something underneath you, but there's nothing. You have to, <laughs> no, no, you no, no, no. If you get out of your head, then if you don't get out of your head, then you're going to have like these like mental trips about thinking that there's so many different wildlife things that are underneath you. Like, oh my goodness, there's like a seal. There's yeah. something underneath you going to come up and eat you. Well, John, I, 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 I commend you for that, but there is no way in this universe I would ever do anything like that. The first, it, it, every ball had that thing where you're standing there in, in, in the uh, in the surf and a piece of seaweed hits your ankle and you yeah. have, oh, you have yeah. a full blown coronary. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I mean, this is like a once in a lifetime experience. There are some people that I know that go out there and do it every single year. I would like to do it again because it was like so unique. When you jump off the boat and like you stop for a second, you turn around and boom, there's Alcatraz right behind you. What's and what? then you swim all the way back to shore and you get to shore. Yeah. And then you realize. Holy crap! Did I just really swim that? I did that. Yeah. Well, well, it used to be a thing. I mean, it was. It used to be one of the big foreboding issues of Alcatraz, and that the, the, the you know they'd say you're net you would you could never make the swim from the island to the shore, and yeah. and, and so you you did something that uh, actually a number of prisoners died attempting to do. Yeah, actually, this year it was kind of unique because there was a a story going around in San Francisco about how there was a descendant from somebody that actually escaped from Alcatraz. Yes, uh, like a distant family member had actually went back and did the race this year. Oh, interesting. Uh, somebody that actually escaped the, from the island. That's one of the great legends of Alcatraz, those guys that escaped that they never were never able found. to account for. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, man. No problem. Thank you, guys. Yeah, would would you ever? No. I'm, I, no, I have no interest in stuff like that. Uh, but uh, Jay actually did the Alcatraz swim as well. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. I talked to you guys uh, last year. Uh, I used to be a California lifeguard and uh, talked to you guys about, unfortunately, those kids that died uh, off the Jersey Shore. But, oh, right. Yeah, right. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like you know, last year, it's, it's a real fun event, a local event. They do it a couple times a year. Um, there's actually a bay area where they, where they do the swim. Nine years old, though, seems a little young to do it. Uh, when we've done the swim, you see some teens. It's mostly kids on, like, the swim team, the local junior lifeguards. 
Uh, but like 13, 14 years old, I don't think I've ever seen a nine-year-old do it before. So this is pretty impressive. Well, Jay, I'm um, looking at the, the entrance form here to participate in it. You can swim it or you can walk across on the backs of the sharks. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's an option. Yeah. Um, There's it, a balance kind of issue there. No, but um, <laughs> the, usually, though, the issue is that you're not really worried about the sharks because there's so many people doing the swim. And like the, the gentleman said a call before, there's there's guys guiding the swim with kayaks. And yeah. It's sanctioned. Um but to have a kid do it, I mean, I'm sure his dad would do what he's doing. Uh, you do have to time that the, the currents up there are super strong, so you do have to time it between the ebb and flow because otherwise you'll end up in the ocean. It's it's really strong, and you have to do it. There's a couple times a day where you can do it. Do you think? Um, do you think it's all the 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 um, we we know that sharks are attracted to you know splashing, but when you have that many people in the water, as with this these big races. That might be something that scares them away, correct? Absolutely, right. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and you try not to think about it when you're doing it. I mean, we've done it with as few as a couple dozen people. Like I said, there's a couple times where a couple uh, there's a couple smaller local fundraising events, and you might have maybe just a couple a uh, couple dozen people. Uh, yeah, that's out there. all I would be thinking about, and I would surround yeah. myself with swimmers. <laughs> it's an ama- it's an amazing swim, though. It's definitely something you, you should try. If uh, I know, <laughs> but kudos cool. to you again, Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Well, this kid's nine years old, and he may have set the record for it. So Nine years old. Good for him. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, I noticed something else. Oh. Um, All right. Yeah, this Let's is... do it. Let's do it. Preston Elliott, the noticer, the early edition. <laughs> uh, there are more than 285 million people in the world who are blind or visually impaired, but not many porn websites cater to the blind. How would a porn website cater to the blind? Uh, I guess you just hear the audio. Yeah. You know, I mean, because on the videos, there are audio tracks. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, Fortunately, Pornhub has just created a new category of porn called Described Video. That adds special narration to already existing porn films. Oh, oh, we got to get one of those. The female narrates, uh, narrators fill in the details for visually impaired viewers. We should have Kathy do that. Ew! <laughs> hey, oh, he's, oh, no! No way, Jose! Thank God oh, you're blind. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you are lucky you're blind you can't see this, and I bet it smells. <laughs> oh, especially in there? <laughs> the female... Oh. Gross. The female narrators uh, fill in the details for visually impaired viewers. Why the hand? What could that possibly do? <laughs> that do how could that even, how could that feel even good? be pleasurable? It's so stupid. It's just a hand. It's just a hand. It's not the real thing. God, you're never going to give it up, are you? No, it's dumb. Never. You're... I'm 37. I think it's stupid. I'm the not mouth, change. you use that to eat and sing. <laughs> eat and sing. That's not well. It's just not the. I don't you know, get it. Like, um, why don't you just give in on the hand thing? It is. It's a good thing. Steve learned I, I, to look, love I salmon, right? Steve came Absolutely. around on a on a new dish in his life, and it's. I rub salmon all over my junk, and it's not for you to get enjoyment out of. It's no, for the other person. No, so know, what if you I, don't understand it or not? It is pleasurable, right? I yes, I, I understand that. <laughs> I just I don't understand. I don't understand how. It's just a hand. You don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to. No, I, need I to. prefer you left this conversation. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bill doesn't like these. Oh, I don't like, like that just suggest anything that's graphic or can be perceived as graphic. It's just a hand. <laughs> yeah, what's sexy? By the way, I think what we, they were, we had some stuff running up in the uh, screens here, and I think it was British. <laughs> Have you noticed, Preston, that 
British porn is on the rise and has a better looking acting family or, or stable. I don't know. I I've I just noticed. A yeah, friend sometimes. has noticed. Yeah, a friend who serves porn noticed this. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the female narrators fill Steve's in. Friend who serves porn noticed this. Uh, female narrators uh, fill in the details for visually impaired viewers, describing the setting, the actors, what positions they are in, and even their outfits. Wow! Oh yeah, the outfits are so important. For instance, one video begins: a white woman in a cheap-looking red power suit sits next to a tall, white, lanky middle-aged man with brown hair, a white shirt, a gray suit. And a red striped tie. Can we can we get some audio? Uh, yeah. There are an awful lot of colors being described in this, yeah. and if you were blind from birth, that would mean absolutely nothing, nothing to you, yeah. wouldn't it? Well, right. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Well, also, you have then you have not ever actually seen some people. Are... Geni- you know your genitalia, but if say if you're a guy, yeah, you've only tact tactile knowledge of. Female genitalia. Yeah. Well, so what? So it's still all they've known, and and they yeah. still, you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's still something there for them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but then again, also people aren't not all blind people are. So this big black dude walks in. Are blind chicks from on the couch. Uh, like she gets all turned on. He's got pizza, and then he bang. Uh, gets slightly more exciting after the description of uh, what they're wearing. Uh, so far, Pornhub offers 50 enhanced audio videos. Uh, made from the site's top-viewed straight, female-friendly, gay, and bi videos. And, you want to hear uh, some? Yeah, we got some audio of this, so let's This try is it Pornhub's descriptive audio. Now, this is clean to play? Yeah, bleeped out. Never okay. Mind. Of the video, Sensual <laughs> for Extra Small Babe by Nubile Films. The film stars Doris Ivy and is 8 minutes and 42 seconds long. Oh, 8 minutes and 42 seconds long. The film opens with the silhouette of a notably tiny woman seen through a white-screened doorway. You can also see the silhouette of a coniferous tree. Fast forward. Fast forward, right? Exactly. Blind people are no different. Beside her, or a bush. So it looks like she... Wait, 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 wait. Is she talking about what kind of bush? No, no, a regular actual bush. Coniferous tree beside her, or a bush. So it looks like she is perhaps just outside of an apartment doing a dance. Case, play this in, in can you speed it up at all? So I can't. No, yeah, I, I can slow it down. Or someone on the inside. She moves very slowly <laughs> and sensuously, twirling around and sometimes just striking a pose against the post of the door. Wait, pause for a second. She's got acne all over her body and a fly <laughs> keeps landing on her naked boob. <laughs> She's got one slightly gray tooth. It appears as if she has some sort of moderate drug addiction. She's clearly doing this film to earn money to buy meth. <laughs> then a black guy comes to the door. The black guy you've seen in all of these. You know him. And he's got a pizza. This is the amateur porn. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> She's got a slightly gray tooth. <laughs> clearly some sort of moderate drug addiction involved. And I'm guessing daddy issues. Uh, poo tooth. <laughs> I uh. pronounced poo tooth. <laughs> like jewel, but with a poo tooth. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the why. I wonder. I wonder. And I just on a on a basic level, do you think you could work it up for uh. this if you were to sit at home, eyes shut, a non-blind person? 
No, not not the way this is being described. It's like once you've had regular ice cream. It, it, now, listen. When I, you know when what I'm I was, saying, right? When I was younger, okay, uh, a teenager, there used to be this thing called the 976 Exchange. Absolutely. Steve, you know this, I right? I know it well. Commercials would run for it. All right, what is it? So you would call. It was it was in New York. Yes. So it had a New York uh, prefix, and it was, so it would be like 212-976-2828. Uh, you know, and all the numbers were like that. It was like 29, 29, 55, 55, blah, blah, blah. It had a, almost an alliterative in a number way. Yes, yeah. Uh, so that you could remember. Oh, Casey, yeah. I called it all the time. And it was recorded phone sex. Yeah. So it was kind of like, the ooh, I'm Jenny, and I just turned 18. Right. You know, that clip that you play. Only, it didn't just stop at a tease. It went down. It, it, Hi, I'm Jenny, and I just turned 18, and I've never been hornier ever. But, but this this audio would go on to describe yeah. what this girl was doing to you right then and there. Ooh, let me undo your pants, you know. Right. And, it, and it would go on and on. And you know what? It was enough for me, man. Hmm. I totally. It was like I, reading. I called the, uh... that all the time, and and I got around it because a friend of mine, Steve. Do you remember what was called a Watts line? Oh yes, a Watts You're... line was a way for you to make free long distance phone calls, and my wow. parents never found out about it. Wait, who was paying <laughs> for the call? Then it was a friend of mine's dad had a Watts line or something like that. And it was like a it was like a seventeen digit number that you had to call it was, with different prompts and all this stuff. And then, you know, two one two nine seven six two eight two eight. Blah, 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 you know, I call it, <laughs> and it was crazy, man. And it and, and that was enough for me. So a blind person I, might then, get this, I'm just wondering if this could work. But now that you've been to the, now that you've had a full century. I don't know. Probably not. Probably now. not, right? Yeah. But at that time, when you're that cranked up at that age, yes. Marissa has a question. Well, not a question. Um, a statement. I, I, you guys haven't experienced these videos because you guys are just talking about them. Um, that was the only part of the entire video that we could play on the air. Well, let me ask you this: what, what, it comes after that? Does the narrator continue, or does it just go straight to the audio from the? Oh, and the narrator continues. The narrator continues and, and says it. that he is putting this there, and she yes. is doing this to that. And oh, yeah. So okay. even with even with editing, there'd be no way to. No, it's pretty much like if you were just at home watching porn and talking it out and describing it to your friend. Oh, by the way, I hate in a, in porn when the guy barks out commands, and especially when it's actually already being done. Let me ask you this, uh, Marissa: the the narrator is she saying? She using graphic words? Yes. So I just okay. put up another video, and it was a um, lovely couple, and they were having breakfast. We have a clip here, Preston. We were pretty much there long ago. Um, and I'm you, hot. Six to midnight. There was a lot of love in the family. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think of like a Danielle Steele novel where it's like, oh, she he takes out her breast, and it's very okay. pretty. No, okay. it's like he whips out her tea and starts. Okay. He's a tea drinker. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Nice. Very nice. Earl Grey. Hang on a second. Let me. Earl Grey. Earl Grey. Privilege. Privilege. <laughs> Not everyone can afford Earl of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me go to Kevin here. Hi, Kevin. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Carson Steve. How are you? Good. Great, man. What's up? I got a, I got a little comment. I, I used to be in banking, and I would call on two companies in the Philadelphia area that actually were call centers for those 976 numbers. And ironically, one of them was up near Sesame Place up in Langhorne. So I'm kind of curious to see if Kathy might have worked there part-time back in the day. <laughs> 976. Nice, Kevin. No, no. gross. <laughs> It was actually pretty 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 funny because 
um, there was actually some workers there. You know, I mean, it, it was it was kind of it wasn't your typical. Uh, you know, trailer trash woman sitting there with a marble hanging out of her mouth and a bottle of Jack Daniels in her hand. You know what? It's funny because we had uh, that we we know a girl through the show who is very attractive and has a you know another um, occupation that's just sort of like found money. But she she did the the phone sex line thing. I think the um, forgot who that was. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I can write down the name if you want. She was yeah. a uh, massage Mas- therapist. Ma- yes. And we oh, had her yeah. in. Yeah, we haven't had her in in years. It's She's uh, yeah. I've seen her. I saw her recently. I think okay. it, uh, maybe yeah, right, right. Yeah. Aaron McGarity. No, no, <laughs> stop that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but the classic image is of you know. It's a woman oh. sitting there with a Marlboro hanging out of her mouth. Yeah, and she's got a child. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I remember. All right, interesting. Thanks, uh, Kevin. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, one, of the, one of the guys that you'll see at a lot of our events uh, is Tucker, and he is blind. Hey, Tucker, how you doing? Hey, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Uh, so weigh in. What do, what do you think? Would this work for you? I'm not a big porn guy, but they've had narration in, uh, on DVDs and movie theaters actually have headphones now for the blind. Oh. That's interesting. We have a clip. Say, baby, put down that pipe and get my pipe up. <laughs> you like that? I would like you to unhook your bra and let it slide down your arms. You can keep your shirt on. Bill O'Reilly narrates porn. <laughs> it's really good. Cup your hands under your breasts and hold them for 10 seconds. Hey, Tucker. No so, longer. So so you're, you're not into this, but do you see this as a viable uh, thing for the blind? Oh, yeah, why not? Okay. If you're in the porn and you're blind, yeah. The right. deaf are already covered because I don't, I don't even listen to it with the sound up. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's interesting. If you can see, you wouldn't need the sound. Do you know what, though? You, you might benefit, Tucker, because um, you're you're naturally going to create the image of, of much more attractive people in your mind than are actually in these films. Probably. Yeah, probably, nice. yeah. All right, thanks, Tucker. And, and to, well, to Kathy's thing real quick about uh, the colors. Yes. Most of the blind people I know have not been blind from birth. It seems to be, in most cases, something that comes on later. Okay, oh, wow. so the majority okay. of people you know have, have uh, experienced color. Yes. Okay. All right, thanks, Tucker. We'll see you soon. You guys there. All right, bye-bye. He won't still, see us. I still like the... Oh, shut up. <laughs> I still like the idea of, uh, of them being... Very uh, <laughs> honest with the the appearance of right. people in the porn films, and because uh, you know if you get your lower budget stuff, they're not going to be real hot. A uh, man walks into the room with a slight hunchback. <laughs> He's got a poo tooth. It's clear no one would make love to him until he unzips his pants. Then his large, sort of misshapen penis draws attention. <laughs> you can clearly tell by the woman's face that there's some sort of odor associated with this private party. <laughs> but she'll continue anyway because she needs the fifty dollars to buy coke. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Seems to be a director yelling at her off screen. <laughs> An odor. A pronounced odor. You can tell by the look on her face. As her face draws closer to his privates. Her eyes start to tear, <laughs> as if she was cutting an onion. <laughs> Marissa found some more that we can play. She edited it, so I think she's edited it oh, up. God, God bless her. This is the graphic beep, stuff. Beep, beep. Yeah, here, here we go. He gets on his knees to properly worship her and now pulls up her sheet to handle a sweet ass. <laughs> Sweet ass. Not everyone has a sweet ass. 
not going to play anymore. <laughs> That's it? Well, he's, uh, he's uh, trying Kathy to choke. Kathy was just getting off. <laughs> <laughs> Still on his knees and kissing her. There is a transition, and now she's on the table. A transition. a transition. They switch positions. It's a jump cut. They switch positions. Hang on. While he's on his knees and eating <laughs> like it was the best breakfast ever. Oh, my God. How was that, Kath? The best <laughs> breakfast ever. Like sugar smacks. Oh. Or frosted mini wheats. Oh, it's at this point the smell hits her. <laughs> her knees buckle. She seems to cough a little bit. Oh. But oh in her mind, you can tell her yearning for cocaine drives her. <laughs> Childhood memories begin to well up. Uh, Pornhub Vice President Corey Price says the new genre makes porn more accessible to those who may not otherwise be able to appreciate it. He said, it's our way of giving back. God bless those people. And we're excited to hear what people think about it. You know, it people talk... Under- Go ahead. I'm sorry. It falls under the category on Pornhub. They have a YouTube channel. I'm, I'm not making this up. It's Pornhub Cares. <laughs> Pornhub wow. Cares. Yeah. You don't see commercials for that on TV. Yeah. They also have videos about uh, hardcore corn, which is pretty funny. Hardcore corn. Yeah. I love it. All right. There's a lot of shucking involved. Anyhow. He begins to shuck the corn. I uh, just thought that'd be something you'd be interested in hearing today. Yeah. All right. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, yes, that uh, mix of uh, of blues and country and rock and all that stuff from uh, Kaleo comes from Iceland. Yes. Believe yeah. it or not, which is pretty wild. Uh, but now they're a stateside. Happy to have him. Please welcome Kaleo here, guys. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having us. So we have uh, we have JJ and David and Daniel and Ruben, uh, the band all together. You guys have been playing together for quite some time. Quite some time, yeah. How long has that been? Well, the band is about three years old. About three years old. Yeah. But, how, old are, uh, how old are you, JJ? Well, what do you think? <laughs> you look like you're 18. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good, good. That's I a just, good thing. I just woke up. So. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, me, Danny, and David, we've known each other since um, since school, since okay. like 14, 13, 14. Okay. Did you all meet in, uh, was it Reykjavik, I guess? Where is that, am I pronouncing that correctly, by the yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a small town right outside of Reykjavik. Sure, okay. It's about a few minutes drive. And and, and did, were you drawn together? I mean, you just how, how do you get in touch with each other? You're just at local clubs, and you say, "I like the we way were, you play," or just well, buddies? We were forced upon another in a class. Okay, in school. But, uh, uh, <laughs> we had a we had a uh, the same interest in in classic rock at the time, you know. So you well, just, you can clearly hear that in in in, in the song we just right, played. Right. And you know, you tend to think though, it's funny because there's there there are bands coming out of Iceland that, that and. That are that are really embracing the real rock sound, mm-hmm. which is cool. And you guys, it's it's a very authentic sound. Thank is you. that is that prevalent in say Icelandic radio? Will you hear a lot of of rock flavored music, or did you guys have to go and kind of search it out? I think I think so in a way, but it, it's also very popular. Like what kind of rock? You know, maybe more indie and stuff. That's that's been popular. Okay. Yeah, I, what I like about you guys is that um, the first song I heard you guys do was a song called "Way Down We Go." Mm-hmm. 
And uh, and then the second one was All the Pretty Girls. Mm-hmm. And then the third one was No Good. And, and all three of those songs are completely, they, they don't sound anything alike. I'm like, okay, w- well, what what is the sound of this band? Because whatever I, I, I've just heard, it sounds great. So I like that you guys haven't really pigeoned your whole, pigeon, pigeon your whole, pigeonholed yourself into like one particular sound yet. Yeah, yeah. You that's, know? that's on purpose. You know, we just, uh, it is diverse and we, we like it that way. It, so it, it, I assume it could also be a blessing and a curse because people mm. have short attention spans exactly. and they want to be able to say, okay, that that's what these guys are. So uh, that it's harder, I guess, to, to kind of be, oh, okay, I know this band. So mm. it, it can work for you and against you. Sure. But, was was that just part of the fact that you all have very uh, sort of an eclectic musical taste, or I don't know. It's just uh, when you write a song, you don't always uh, feel the same way. So right. I guess it's just uh, a lot of people will take those feelings on writing in a similar style. I guess so. You're you know to write as a diverse. Uh, a st- yeah, I mean it's kind of just a, I write the song and then and then just uh, you kind of do what's right for the song. Right. Know? Right. Well, three years as a band, you guys at least in your in your native country really. You hit very quickly, mm-hmm. uh, from what I understand. Uh, within the matter of six weeks, you had like five number one singles uh, on the radio in Iceland. Mm. Um, when you're your age and you've been together for that short amount of time, I mean, you, I, number one, you have to have talent to back it up. But you do realize how kind of lucky you are that it uh, that it hit that quickly. A lot of people spend years and years and years cranking it out and pushing and working really, really hard. And they hate mm. your guts, by the way, those yeah. guys. Yeah, <laughs> those people hate you. No, but uh, is that that's not lost on you, is it? No, I mean, we were really um, happy and, and fortunate back home. Yeah, we had a, a lot of success really quickly, so... Uh, and now fortunate enough being here and, and you know playing in the states, so it, it's been a it's been an adventure. You know the, the last uh, what two or three years. Yeah. yeah. What do you yeah. think of Austin? Because I know you guys have set up camp in Austin, Texas. We love Austin. It's we neat, we, right? we, we wish we get more time to spend there. You know we're we're pretty much just on the road. I assume Austin's exactly the same as Iceland, right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> the same. So yeah. I watched. Um, I you know t- I, I fell into a YouTube hole of of watching a bunch of your music, some live performances, some videos, and I and and uh, I, I listened to your Icelandic music. Mm. Uh, and there was a particular video called Rock and Roll that I really, really liked. I liked the video. It basically it follows these kids. They just go and raise hell all throughout the town. And, you know, they're a-holes, basically. And then <laughs> they happen up upon a rock concert, and that's where they actually fit in. I don't know if that was, you know, what that was... That was actually a concert we played, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a- it's kind of a... It's called a culture night in Iceland. We actually have, like, uh, 50,000, 60,000 people coming out to this show you know, no uh, numbers of acts playing live is pretty awesome. Well, when I first plugged in to YouTube, uh, Kaleo, I put the the band name in there. The very first video that came up was you guys in a volcano mm. uh, playing. So I watched that, and you know, part of it is you guys getting there and then going down into it and all that. Uh, how did that happen? Was that your idea, or did someone say you guys got to go play the volcano room? You no, know I mean? hey, I, we booked you a volcano. Yeah. No, it was, uh, I think. Danny uh, mentioned that you could do that in Iceland, and we were last summer. We, we thought, uh, why not? You know, so we reached out to some of the folks that are. Uh, you you can do it in Iceland if you're a tourist. You know, you can go down there, and uh, it was quite more of a task than maybe we we realized. At <laughs> yeah. First. yeah. How, how long did it take? To... The, the whole thing was like 23 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. How yeah, did it smell in there? Sulfur, I would not, assume. Not right? too bad. We, no? we can't really smell that anymore because we're used to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's nice. funny because uh, with the band name uh, Kaleo, and then you guys going into a volcano, I, I, I didn't know anything about you guys. I didn't mm-hmm. know you're from. I thought you guys were Hawaiian. I right. swear to God, I'm yeah. watching this video, <laughs> yeah. and then when I then, when I finally read up on you guys, oh, 
they're Icelandic. I had <laughs> no idea. I mean, you guys you look like you could be from Hawaii. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> well, Hawaii is known eight, as... Eight, 18-year-old from Hawaii. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hawaii is known as Little Iceland. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here to clear up all these little misconceptions. <laughs> right. That's why you're in town. You're playing the Foundry tomorrow night. Great uh, room, by the way. Yeah, it is. Awesome. You guys are going to love it. Uh, but we're dying to hear you play this morning. So what song are we going to get out of you right now? Absolutely. So first one, uh, Broken Bones. Broken uh, Bones. All right. It's Kaleo, 93.3 WMMR. Mm, the devil's gonna make me a free man The devil's gonna set me free mm, The devil's gonna make me a free man The devil's gonna set me free
<laughs> I'm like, is that a dramatic pause? Yeah. What, what do we do? Do I interrupt with a clap? No. Yeah, no you right don't want to be that dick who ends up on the live album going, Wah! <laughs> oh, Sorry, man. Kaleo on 93.3. Yeah, that was awesome. WMMR, Everything That Rocks. We're getting a lot of great responses on our uh, text messages. And they're going to be playing uh, tomorrow night at the Foundry, uh, which is at the Fillmore, the, the newest venue in town, if you haven't been there yet. And uh, JJ, the lead singer, um, what did what did your parents think when a voice like that started coming out of a, a guy like you? Because, I mean, it's it's got a lot of soul. Um, and A lot of hard living. And looking at you, oh, yeah, one would not guess that that voice would come out of you so of the 18 year old of the 18 year old yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um, no, do you have do you have any music influences your family your parents your mom or dad sing or anything like that um, yeah i mean my dad does play he taught me to play guitar and stuff okay uh, i think i got really good parenting you know on their <laughs> behalf just because uh, they introduced me to uh you know this uh classic music from from their age yeah so I guess that really... It's, it's weird, though, because you always assume... that I always assume that when someone sings that soulfully and you guys have a, that, that certain sound that you've had to have, you know, got into a few knife fights with hookers and things. So, you know, you, you, you had to live a little hard. I'm not saying that you didn't. But, uh, you know, but you, it's just something I guess you either got or you don't because I assume that's something that comes through attrition, through, you know, living the hard lifestyle. Yeah. We're all in in Iceland, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just tear it up. You're playing volcanoes for crying out loud. Right, right. So there you go. Yeah. Well, where else have you guys been and where are you going? I know that you guys are playing uh, the Firefly Festival coming up this, uh, right. this summer, which is a um, it's a fairly new festival, but it's it does really, really well. I've heard uh, great things, yeah. Yeah, so you're doing a couple of festivals and, and, and playing small clubs? Yeah, we're, we're actually doing our first headlining show right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already played uh, Nashville, and um, we just came from... DC, DC. There, there you go. Nice. <laughs> we're heading down to New York, Boston as well. The only reason I knew it was DC was because I just checked your Instagram page, and apparently your bus broke down while you guys Thank were in you. town. Yes, yeah. it did. We it did. We got it fixed though. <laughs> <laughs> we assume right? you didn't hitch up here. Was uh, was Nashville a pretty cool experience? Because yeah. I mean, you guys clearly you, you, you've got a country. Uh, influence that's running through there and blues, and that all comes Absolutely. from that area as well. Yeah. And we've been uh, recording the album there. Oh, have you? Yeah, we should be out uh, hopefully next summer. Nashville's become a wholly other yeah. animal. It is now it is now music central, and not just it, the association always used to be straight up country, and it's Absolutely. not that. It's everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So, nice. do you, what, what uh, studio are you guys recording in? Do you know? uh, Blackbird. Is that where the Foo Fighters did their their song down there? Um, Probably. I mean, everyone everyone worked there. You know, Kings Leon, Jack White's done some work there too. Nice. And uh, and your producer is the Mike Crossy. I've actually been working with Jakir King. Okay. So, yeah. And then, how did the song No Good, how did that get picked up for the vinyl soundtrack? Beats me, really. (laughs) (laughs) You guys did their job. Yeah, I guess so. Surprisingly, Scorsese is a, you know, well, not surprisingly, he's a huge music fan. I wouldn't be surprised. He's a bluesman, right? Yeah, he's a blues guy, yeah. And if you're not familiar with the series, it's it's, um, Mick Jagger produced and and, uh, Scorsese directed the, the pilot, but it's takes place the music industry in the 70s right and uh and so but it it fits so perfectly but uh, otherwise the deal just happened and you guys were only happy that it happened but no no input otherwise um not really i mean we i got a phone call like okay you have three days to finish this song because mick jagger and scorsese wanted for this tv show wow i hadn't cut the vocals and stuff so i had to just uh stay in pittsburgh jump into a studio there and, and finish it up 
So, uh, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. That, yeah, it's huge. That's I just, awesome. I, I want to ask you, because we have a friend, uh, Bam Margera, who lives in this area, and he goes to Iceland all the time. I, he we might played his do... wedding, man. Did you? Uh, really? yeah. <laughs> wait, you wait, wait, which yeah. wedding? Because we oh, were at his wedding. Yeah, which wedding? Yeah. Uh, second wedding. His second <laughs> wedding. Yeah, because Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop and the Stooges played the first wedding, and we were at that one. I'm like, I would have remembered these guys. Well, they would have been 10 years old. Yeah, at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they that's funny. Uh, all right, so oh, they you guys had in, they, they had the wedding in Iceland? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that you wouldn't have gotten invited to that one. You got invited to the local one. I would have gone to that one. Yeah, of course. I've yeah. Never been to I'm, I wonder if Bam will go to the show. I mean, I don't yeah, know. If are you in touch with Bam? I don't town. know if he's in town right now, but yeah, but he lives here. Yeah, really, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> he's in Iceland a lot, though. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's uh, if we can, let's get one more song from you guys. Absolutely. Way down we go. Way down we go. Yeah. This is Kaleo on ninety three three WMMR. Oh, Father, tell me, do we get what we deserve? Oh, we get what we deserve. And where down we go, go. Thomas, we all go down. Yeah, but for the fuck, my heart. Do you dare to look them right in the eyes? Yeah. Well, could say we run you down, down till the dark. Yeah, Sunday we gon' run you down, down till you fall. Cause they will run you down Down to your car Whoa. 
WMMR. I have a lot of people, you know, this is brand new to them. They haven't heard any of this music asking, how do you spell the name of the band? It's uh, K-A-L-E-O. People are searching online right now trying to find you. <laughs> they can't figure it out. K-A-L-E-O. What is, um, what's the origin of that name, uh, if you don't mind? Hawaiian. Me. Thank you very much. <laughs> No kidding, no kidding, yeah. What does it mean? It's the sound or the voice in the Hawaii. The sound or the voice. Yeah. That's okay. really funny. <laughs> you, 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 almost, you almost got a case. Yeah. Yeah. we got to play Hawaii now, right? So right yeah, I hope tour. so, man. That's right? one of the reasons now. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, I'm buying all your songs, song by song. When is the album out, and, and what's, is, are, are any of, both of those songs going to be on it? Right, yes. Um, it should be out hopefully June, July. That's kind of what we're shooting for. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so very excited about that. And then we have so, a tour in support of that, yes? I'm sorry? A tour in support of that when you come out with it, right? Yeah. 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 But I also, I got to point out, not only JJ's soulful sounding voice, um, you also have some interesting uh, instrumentation as well on top of that. You're playing a dobro, which has kind of a, a, a bluesy roots to it. Yeah, I just bought this one, man. It's... It's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Cool. Yeah. And then you've got Ruben over here who's playing an acoustic guitar. The guitar hole solo you heard there was on an acoustic guitar, but yeah, you've got right. an, you've got a, a a pickup on it that you've put some distortion on. Oh, playing through a tiny little orange amp over here. Okay. Ah, so the yeah. Distorted sound. Which really gives it a, it sounds like an electric guitar with, you know, it sounds like you're playing a Les Paul or something like that. Yeah, is really this what like, you recorded on? Um, not exactly this model, but yeah. another acoustic through an amp. Okay. And no, then Daniel's playing really, a classic Paul McCartney Hoffner bass yeah. which is pretty have you always had that I know you don't have a microphone over there but no, he or did you make some money first and then you went and got that <laughs> there you go nice and, and then, then uh, David's then, banging on the uh, the cajon back there, which is. I assume you play a drum kit live, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we nice. usually play more uh, electric guitars as well on, yeah. on stage, but yeah. But 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 honing that that sound, what, whatever whatever effects you're using, you know, kind of that uh, slapback echo and and uh, um, a few other things. Was that all you guys? You came up with that? This is the way that we like the band to sound. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we do like to spend time on the on the sound and and the guitar sound, especially. And stuff, yeah, yeah, because it's very unique, you know. Oh, I mean, great. And uh, is that uh, did you did you model that in after any other groups, or is it just kind of fell in? I that think way? Yeah, I think you kind of um, experiment, enough, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, it, it does. Uh, it does help, you know, having uh, good people around you, like in the studio and stuff to work with. But I think all in all, it's it's something that you kind of find yourself. Yeah. Okay. And when you guys perform tonight, I, I know that uh, you guys have done some performances with a you know some string background. Is it is it just going to be you guys, or are you going to have a Violin and stuff there. Or? Not this time, yeah. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully next time when we're uh, getting bigger, you know, <laughs> that, that costs money too. But it, it does. does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, is it is it tonight or tomorrow night? No, it's tomorrow, tomorrow night. I'm tomorrow. Okay, yeah, yeah. tomorrow night. Thank you. Um, I, I I love your sound, guys. I really Thank do. You it's guys beautiful. So much, uh, you know, my my kids love it. You know, it's not kids music, but uh, you know, I, I've been playing it in my car a lot, so I appreciate you guys coming in this morning. Same here, man. Thank you so much for having us. Are you guys staying here tonight, and then you're we staying are. overnight? Yep. You know what you're going to do while you're in town, or uh, have a drink? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. You should wait a visit yeah. visit our Hawaii museum. Yeah. It's very impressive. Oh, you know what? Uh, Royce isn't around anymore. The Hawaiian restaurant. Oh, there you go. But yeah. you know, you want to talk to Marissa if you guys want to get an idea of like where to go. And, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah she yeah. knows what's up. It's a shame you're not a good-looking guy and probably won't meet anyone <laughs> while you're here. Unbelievable. No talent to back it up. Yeah, no talent. Yeah. To back I, it up. And they're young too. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I feel like 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
We can find some bars that'll let you in, probably. <laughs> um, all right, well, gentlemen, thank you so much. Enjoy your time in Philadelphia. Good thank luck with everything. So much. We appreciate thank it. You. Kaleo, guys. Yeah. Listen this Friday as 93.3 WMMR debuts the most anticipated rock album in years, Fear Inoculum. Fear Inoculum follows the multi-platinum Grammy Award-winning run of success of Undertale. Anima. Lateralis. And 10,000 Days. Bringing you the brand new album from Tool. This Friday on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Kathy, this is for you. Okay. Uh, why people hate the word moist. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't read the article, but I saw it. People were posting it to my Twitter. Yes. There's something about the word moist. It not only grosses Kathy out, but apparently a lot of people don't like that word in particular. ton of people. It doesn't bother me. No. Uh, in fact, when I refer to uh, the cat food that we get as opposed to the dry food, I call it the moist food. Oh, Was God. it ever a consideration as, as a baby name? <gasps> moist? Yeah. No. Moist no, Elliot? No, I moist Elliot. I didn't think we wanted to name, you know, in Carolina, either of the boys, Moist. <laughs> My son Carter and Moist. Yeah. Our dog food is called Moist and Meaty. Is that even grosser, uh, yeah, Kathy? even grosser, uh-huh. probably. Moist and Meaty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Constantly moist. I mean, I know that there are some foods that are better if they're moist, yeah. but it just sounds... So yeah, like a make. cake is best yeah. when it's moist. moist. Yes, it is. But yes. <laughs> I'm taking off my pants right it, now. Yeah, it's see, but see, that's the reason. Moist it seems has, dirty. It, yes. All right. So is that uh, when you break it down? What break it down? What is the actual <laughs> all right reasoning behind why so many people bristle? At the word moist. Researchers from Oberlin College in Ohio decided to get down to the bottom of this mystery, and they had more than 2,400 people complete questionnaires. The data shows that 18% of people had an aversion to the word moist. That's That's a lot. That's a large amount. Yeah. Uh, The study leader and psychologist, Dr. Paul Thibodeau, writes that the person most likely to dislike the word is a young Neurotic female. <laughs> oh man, home <laughs> run! Oh my god, it gets yeah. better because I didn't take read this your either. run around the bases. <laughs> Listen to this: young neurotic female who is well educated and somewhat disgusted by bodily function. <laughs> I think we have a winner. We have a winner. Do you have Jeopardy Bell? Oh my god! Look, I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. Uh, so, uh, he added that people who identified as categorically averse to moist also found words like phlegm and vomit uh, more averse than people who didn't have a strong, unpleasant reaction to moist. I'm going to guess, and I don't answer, uh, you know, I'm going right. to say that those words aren't that bad for you. I, w- I agree with And you, vomit, I think you can handle a lot better than moist. Would I be correct? Uh, yes. Oh. I w- if you want me to go in order, moist, phlegm, and then vomit. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Phlegm over vomit. Yes. Phlegm is more, is more disgusting than I, I'll tell you yeah. why, because... You you got to get that back of the throat. Whereas phlegm. vomit is a lot more is a lot more arch vomit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Phlegm, phlegm almost makes you do what it is. <laughs> of of the word moist, is it the oi or the st that uh, that does it? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. What about clams? <laughs> clams. Uh... 
Uh, so it says here that uh, it's thought that people associate the word with bodily functions and sex, thus contaminating the word. Do you yeah. remember we had our, our uh, former PD, Jim McGuinn, great guy, great PD, but he had the word, there was the song, hemorrhage in my hands. Yep. And he he hated that word. Hemorrhage. It's hemorrhage. He thought it, people automatically menstrual. would think of menstrual. Yes. Menstrual in my hands. Would I be a different that. thing. Yeah. yeah. So we had to call that, what did we have to call that song? In my hands. In my hands. Because hemorrhage was like in parentheses yes, or something, but yeah. it was part of the title. Yeah. Well, that's neurotic. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, he, that I would... it, it was a little paranoid, too. Yeah. yeah okay. that, that, oh, people might be offended by that word. Period. Yucky time. Periods. No. And, and no, he's... hair and mucus and pee-pee. Yeah. And caca. I don't like caca. I think he's the only one that thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And then when someone protests in a manner that uh, like right. that, it gives you sort of a, a Rorschach peek into right. what's going on right. in your mind. Yeah. 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 Kathy, somebody wants to know about this word because I think it has a okay. similar feel to moist. Succulent. Ooh. No. No? That okay. doesn't bother me. Uh, okay. Uh, you but know you what? said mucus. That bothers me. Mucus bothers you. All right. Okay. Mucus, vomit, phlegm. I think mucus and phlegm are kind of tied for a second. Of all the things that you were actually, if you were in proximity to them in a real world situation. Oh, forget it. I'd be out of there. So, so phlegm, mucus, or vomit. And phlegm and mucus are the same. Yeah. Now, now we're getting just a flood of texts of names to try out on you. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll just so, say yes or no. All right. Uh, pus. Oh, yes. Oh, gross. Okay. Uh, discharge. Yeah. Schmegma. No. Schmegma. That doesn't bother is, you? Yeah, that doesn't bother me. Do you me. say schmegma or schmegma? Schmegma. You gotta say it right. You gotta say schmegma. I said schmegma. 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 Okay. Uh, but, but pus is disgusting. Discharge is gross. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, there's, there's so many clips I could play. What yeah. is pus, by the way? Pus? I, what is I, it's, is it's, pus. Uh, it's your body reacting, right? It's a collection of white bl- uh, blood cells, isn't it? Is that what it is? Yeah. I do not know. Isn't it? An, I thought it was an infection. Now, here's, yep. a, here's some more words. Now, we know that panties bothers you, right? Panties, panties bothers panties. a lot of women, actually. Yeah. I love that word. I really do. It, it's it's yeah. nice. It's yeah. frilly. Don't we have a lot of panties clips? They're comfortable. We do. I can find them. I'm not wearing panties. I'm not wearing panties. <laughs> Who do you want? Do you want Here, to? here's, this is very erotic. I have no underwear on. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Lou, our engineer. I love freckles. <laughs> Lou, are this most... Lou? Just disarming, genuine, nice, middle American guy. Uh, and we found out towards the uh, end of his run here at Greater Media that he <laughs> would read and write erotic poetry. Yeah. And would sh- do it on stage. Yes. Yeah. I don't have any panties on. <laughs> All right. Here you go, Case. Here's the definition of pus a protein rich fluid called liquor purus. Usually white is yellow, yellow or yellow brown in color. Oh God! Pus <laughs> consists of a buildup of dead uh, leukocytes, which are white blood cells. Nick, very good yeah. from the body's immune system in response to infection. All right. So, so it's just a glob of a, dead white blood cells. So it's basically a discharge of moist phlegm. <laughs> That's it. You know what's God. so funny is I, I you um, want to kill me today. I had a really bad ingrown toenail a couple like a uh, month ago or I was something. Just about to take a sip of my coffee. Uh, well, you know, you yeah. might want to eat something like yogurt as I talk about this. Um, Lime yogurt. But uh, so, but there was a collection of pus at the base of my toenail. So yeah. I, I automatically I thought that there was um <laughs> that it was like a some sort of um fungus or something. I was like, yeah. oh man, I got. But it, as it turns out, it was just a uh, an ingrown toenail. But. Okay. The weird thing is, is that the, I guess, the nurse practitioner or whatever uh, that works at my foot doctor uh, 
she couldn't wait to watch it. Like watch oh. him uh, lance it, lance it, and it, it was it was. She, I was like, you're weird, you know. <laughs> like you're there are you're people a, that love it. It's, yeah. it's a I don't want to say a fetish, but it is. Uh, it's something that that people. Get enjoyment out of watching. Uh, we all know Marissa likes to pop people's. She does. Yes. Like she loves to pus? chew them off. Um, what is zits pus? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. It's, it, yeah, I guess a subcutaneous yeah. buildup of pus. I'll yeah. tell you what. It was wild watching him uh, cut open and, and fix my ungrown toenail because he, you know, uh, I couldn't put, believe you watched. That. I watched it because he put the novocaine in there, so I couldn't yeah. feel anything. Okay, and it was brutal to watch. I'm like. I'm watching it. I'm like, this looks like it hurts really bad. I will tell you what's <laughs> bizarrely interesting to see, and it, the or and to feel when you have that sort of buildup and you you lance it yourself, and the pressure immediately diminishes as oh, the you relief. have your. Uh-huh. The, the, it is almost like a. It's almost like a toe orgasm. I know what you say. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the, the, the as as. There's that, relief. Yeah, there's relief. You, you had I, p- pressure and pain, yeah. and, and then it's gone. But I, it, I can't do this topic. It looks like it would hurt. <laughs> I can't, I, about I, to vomit. I, I'm seriously. You might like, want to sit down. I, this is uh, going to make me throw up. All right, let me you go look back. Light, you look like you're lightheaded. I, I can't. Like the pus and the the uh, like the explosion of that kind of Casey's toe story, uh, I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, somebody texted in uh, the word creamery. They don't like that. Really? Uh, yeah. Like Cold Stone Creamery? Yeah. No. It's hard yeah, to like, say. I would think of something... Yes. That's, that's yummy. You would think of something. Oh, you would what think about of something Jig-Gil? sexual? No. Okay. I would think of like ice cream or yeah, d- something, half and half. Something moist. Know. Yeah. No, not moist. No. Flemish. The word cream is not used in that. Cream your jeans context used to be. Any yeah. longer. Yeah. Or like in uh, Grease Lightning, the chicks will cream. Yeah. Yeah. Grease Lightning. Wasn't there a magazine called Cream? There was. It was, it was a, a, dirt, a rock, rock magazine. magazine. Oh, I thought it was a dirty magazine. No. No, no. no. you're thinking about Beaver. If, always creamy beaver is what it was. Uh, <laughs> it was for the dairy and porn aficionado. No, well, cream was a uh, uh, Lester like, Bangs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it was like uh, circus, similar to uh, circus, yeah, right? And and Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a rock mag. Cream was a, considered a, a bit more um, harder, focused on the musician as opposed to you know just the uh, general rock scene. Mm. Uh, so anyhow, yes, the uh, uh, the word moist is disliked by a lot of people, and I just love the fact that it it's a p- profile of Kathy, young Except for the young part, young neurotic, constantly moist, young neurotic female who is well educated and somewhat disgusted by bodily function. <laughs> Pretty much wraps mm-hmm. it all up. Yeah, that's they that's nailed that one though. It's, it's seldom that they get it that right. Yeah. <laughs> can you go to line two for Nick, please? <laughs> I could go home right now. If you <laughs> you want to keep going on no. these? No, I was just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I just... Now you have to. <laughs> you don't okay. have to. We we'll go to Alex. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Hey, what's the word? Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, it's right here. Birds, the word. Bird, 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 bird. the word. That was awesome. It's just for you too. Now you have a horrible story to tell us. Yes. So I had a pus. Uh, I mean, I had a boil, and it was like under my armpit. I had to go to ER to drain it. It was like the size of a pinball, and. Uh, when the nurse shot a needle in it, that's it. it that's him. And it shot pus all across the room. It was the most disgusting thing ever. No. <laughs> exactly. What was what was the consistency of this? Was it like moist phlegm? 
It was moist pus flying all over. Oh my god! Wow. Thank you, Alex. Verbally, there's not a there's not a anything really that can send me into uh, no. No, disgust. I'm surprised. I thought, the one thing, the one I told you, the one thing uh, yeah. that does it for yeah. me is, is snot. But snot. I thought that that's why I thought phlegm might throw you off a little yeah. bit. No? Yeah, there, there are also words that not necessarily disgust you, but that you just don't like for one reason or another. It's not like you know, even aversion. You say it, and you're going to have a, a seizure or anything right. like that. But I had a text here from somebody who said they've never liked the word booklet. <laughs> Bo- <laughs> booklet. That's really and funny. That's random, but I'm sure that yeah. means, to that person, I'm sure that's accurate. Just whatever it is. Booklet. Just something about that word. It's, it's, I, I'll read this little booklet. What did you say? <laughs> booklet? You cleaning woman. Cleaning woman. Cleaning woman. What is you that? Remember the, it was, it's from the, the Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Oh. And for some reason, if anybody would say the words cleaning woman, well, Steve Martin would go crazy and he would start choking you. His mo- his, his dad left uh, and uh, left with the cleaning woman. The cleaning woman. woman. Oh, that so, was it. Cleaning woman. <laughs> Do you remember the um, the Abbott and Costello routine, the Susquehanna Hat Company? Susquehanna. Yes. Susquehanna Hat. Yes. For some reason, it would send him into a tizzy. Uh, let me go to, I have a, a few other books, that, or booklets, <laughs> that people don't like. Let me go to Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hey, how are you? Good. What's up, Ashley? So, my friend is kind of like Kathy, where she hates a lot of words, and we made a sentence that has all of them in it. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. It's, um, naughty lovers lather while wearing moist panties. Ah. <laughs> naughty lovers do what? Lather. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, so lather is a word that bothers you as well. Naughty. Yep. All right. Yeah. Nice. And and no reason. You just you just don't like it. Yeah. No. Just she just doesn't like it. So okay. we just compiled all of them into one sentence. I, I like it. I find I like people that. tend Thank to you. not like words they have difficulty pronouncing. Okay. You know, they, they, they veer from those words. But I, I I don't. There are no words that I've ever encountered that I simply don't. <laughs> like just randomly here there's somebody says they don't like and i i can't say it on the air because and god only knows why because it's a it's an anatomically correct scientific name but kathy the the scientific name for the man in the boat starts yeah. with oh, a yeah. c yeah. Does that dolores. Bother you? Yeah, yeah yes totally okay the dolores see, i could see that bothering you but yeah. Yeah, really that well yeah because i know why that but not not the sound of the word all that it implies. It's just yucky. I love, yeah. I think it's funny. Like, I, if somebody I do. Sa- I think it's a funny name. If somebody says it, like, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> why like, can, why can you not say that, but you can say vulva? I don't know. Vulva. It's a bill thing. It's, it's, you can even say labia. It's a G thing. Yeah, it's a G thing. You can say labia. You can? Yes. I just we did. just did. You'll say oh, it yeah, again. He says it from time to time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's where my parents hail from. From ladies outside of Czechoslovakia. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were part lady. Oh yeah, oh. I am. I'm. Full, I'm like eighty percent lady. Uh, let's see here. Uh, a couple other words. Somebody says they hate the word horny. Uh, horny is you don't. Th- th- there's almost. We were talking about the word suck and sucks. You know, when you were years ago, when you would hear that word, and I think it started to hit its stride when I was in elementary school. So you're going back to like 1930. Yeah. So the um. That was in reference to the sexual act. Yeah, yeah it was a bad word. Right. So uh, <laughs> as <we're... laughs> there I was. I was in the rumble seat of my bus. <laughs> my dad would actually use the word sucks. He would quote me when he would say it. If he were, yeah. if he were upset with like a, a, a you know, or the retail person or somebody that he was getting mad at and he had a confrontation, he yeah. would say, and this is when I was a kid. I yeah. was like, you know, middle school. My dad would go, 
Well, as my son would say, that sucks. <laughs> really? He would quote me wow. as he would say it. I'm like, oh, yeah. right on, Dad. Oh, Thank my you. son says moist phlegm. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, another one would be s- scum. Yes. Scum and scum bag. Bag. Yes. Which had a, as had, was in a correlation to. It's a male a sexual, sexual fluid. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. Is scum. It's a condom, right? right? Where that comes from. Right. A scum bucket. Yeah. Or was it a scum bag? Scum bag. Was it used condom? I guess so. That's Basically. Heard, yeah. And now it really just, it just um, suggests someone who's less than wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple other words. People have uh, texted in ointment. Yeah. It's the oint mm. part of it. Yeah, well, like which would hold for moist? A moist, a moist ointment. Oi and moi. I mean, yeah, that's gross. Somebody says they don't like the word scrum. That never uh. bothered me. That means a fight or a little, or it's part of the, it's a, a brawl, right? Rug, rugby. Yeah. Uh, is the first part is the scrum. I don't like the word rugby. You don't like the word rugby? <laughs> I'm just making that up. Um, flesh, as somebody else said. Yeah. Mm. Really? A little bit. Flesh makes me think, I, I seldom think of it in a zombie way or a, a flesh-eating disease. I think of it in a more um, sense of the flesh. Yeah. How about queef? <laughs> queef, I think, has a very lyrical sound to it. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody said they don't like they don't like lunch pail. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time I don't, you I don't used know. lunch? Is lunch pail even something that... I think if you have a lunch pail, there has to be a thermos inside. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how it came. Like, yeah. that's well, how it was but made. our lunch boxes had thermoses inside. And that you remember at the beginning of I don't know if this is the case anymore, but that was a big thing. The selection of your school year oh, lunch box yes. and yeah. what would be on it. I always, always kind of hated the word thermos. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never realized that until now. Would you ever have hot liquid in your thermos? Yes. I never did. Uh, yeah, I don't soup. remember. Chicken noodle soup. Really? Mm-hmm. And would it stay hot from the time you yeah. left the house to lunch? Man, whoever invented that thing was a genius. Uh, somebody says, how about slurp or lubed? <laughs> slurp is- I don't like either because slurp reminds me of like Nick eating something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say oral. No. Oh. No. Uh, just food and you. Okay. <laughs> and lubed because it reminds you of Nick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Slurp. Uh, hang on, let me go to uh, Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Listen, you a-holes, drop the ranch dressing. <laughs> drop it! <laughs> I knew well where done, he was going. Jim. That's great. Well done. What's up, man? Thank you. Uh, all right, so I would like to nominate the word fetus. Uh, I think it's awful that we call things in the womb. Why can't we just call them cell babies or something like that? <laughs> cell babies. You know, fetus. I, it's just a Disgusting, horrible word. Fetus. It's funny. It's a growing baby. Yeah, see, but for, to him, it means it just is. It's unpleasant. You, there's no rhyme or reason to it. He just Jim doesn't like the word fetus. Yeah, it's a huffle. Uh, listen, <laughs> Nick, if you really want to, you know, ruin your lunch later, go on Reddit.com uh, subreddit called Popping. It's all about it's. All the disgusting pimples and ingrown toes that you can handle. Yeah, walk. no, I'll definitely do that. That's <laughs> it's, it's called it's called topping. Pop. No, no, popping. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's also. Uh, there's also a website just called popthatsit.com. Oh, which yeah. is, and, and it, it I, will kill you. I, I, we were at the camp out for hunger, and I had, I had them bring it up on the big screens Dude. to show you guys. Uh, see, you the words don't bother me. The... the... <laughs> The video footage of it does. I can't well, watch that. But stuff. that's completely understandable. There are some people that just the actual sound of the word. Yeah, I'm loving some of these texts coming in. Okay, so here's here's some words. Let me try these out. Leakage. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like this one. 
Fresh meats and cheeses. Fresh? No. No, that doesn't bother me. No, no, that's good. <laughs> but it bothers somebody. Fresh <laughs> meats and cheeses. Uh, somebody hates the word dollop. Okay. Uh, when you think of dollop, what do you think of? Sour cream. Yeah, that's what's been dolloped, right? Yeah, immediately that's what yeah, I think of. Sour cream. Uh, somebody hates crotch. <laughs> Crotch. Crotch rot. Crotch rot is is something to hate. You think of rotten crotch. (laughs) Old rotten crotch. Uh, Old rotten crotch. Uh, Let me go to uh, Mark. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning. What's happening, Mark? Slime. Slime from a slug. Slime from a slug. When you hear slime, that's the way you think of it, a a, a slug's trail. Right. I don't know if you ever touched the slug, but that stuff is in, next to impossible to get off your, like, hand. Yeah. Ew. I tried to avoid and, um, slime from a slug. <laughs> well, um, slugs are attracted to beer. Like, uh, you're supposed to use a shallow pan full of beer, and they will climb in there because they're attracted to the beer, and they were drowned. Well, a couple summers ago, it was a hot August night, and I was sitting outside with my buddies getting pretty drunk, and uh, it was dark. Ugh. I picked up my can of beer, and the slug was right there, and I got it on my lip. (laughs) That's like having a a huge uh, zit pop pus all over the room. Yes, man, it was horrible. (laughs) Dude, that is... uh, Thanks, man. That's that's a horrific story. Um, Here are a few others. I'm I'm following the text as well as taking these calls, but... um, It's a peek into someone's mental... Situation. Yes. Like fresh meats and cheese. Fresh meat. I hate that. <laughs> fresh meat. What did you say? Um, bung is one that people, that somebody didn't we, like. We assume that connects to hole, right? Bung yeah. hole, yeah. yeah. That's all right. You know what? And in fact. What is technically, what listen, is the derivation of bung? When I went to, years ago, I went and took a tour of the Yingling Brewery. Right. I took a private tour, actually. Went down, they have these caves where they keep the kegs uh, to keep them cold. And at the time, they were still manually. Uh, putting a um, a cork in the keg. Okay, so there's a hole in it. They actually take a sledgehammer, boom, and they pop it on there, and they and they they seal it that way. Well, the thing that they stick in the hole is called a bung. Oh, yeah. Is it really? That's where it comes from. I don't know if that's where it comes from, All but right. that well, is yeah, the that, name of that. That's the definition: a piece of wood or rubber that is used to close or cover a hole in a barrel. There you well, go. it's certainly changed in meaning over the years. Yes, it has. <laughs> yeah, because you put the bung. In, in the, the bunghole. Bung yeah, look at this in, in Wikipedia. See also bunghole. <laughs> and there it is, and, and it comes up. It's a it's a barrel. <clears throat> so the actual cork or seal is called the bung. Yes, uh-huh. and the bunghole is the hole in which the cork goes. Yes, the hole in which the bung goes right. is the bunghole. The bunghole. Yes. <laughs> and what, what about cornhole? Cornhole? Uh, I assume that comes from the fact that it doesn't digest. Now let's look it up, and it comes yeah. out that way. That's so that would be your yeah. cornhole. Your cornhole. That's that's what I. That's that's me putting two and two together. Yeah. But I don't know if that's you're CSIing that that sucker. I have no idea. Nick, do you uh, did you actually find the word cornhole? Yeah. Well, the, this reference is all to the uh, to the game uh, the the, uh, the beanbag the game cornhole. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Nick found this on on Wikipedia. Which, by the way, let me bring this up. It's a total subset, and I'll go back to these. But it's a cool video series that my son found on YouTube, and uh, that I've started playing on my own. You take two completely unrelated words or names, and you try to chain them together via uh, Wikipedia, only using links on each page. So let's say you started with bunghole, 
and you wanted to get to name anything randomly at all, uh, t-shirt, felt tip pin, okay. pen or something like that, and you click only on links that you find on bunghole that will take you for you can't go backwards, you can't hit the back button. You you have to stay within Wikipedia, or can you, you have use to any stay, website? You can't use okay. external links. It has right. to stay within within Wikipedia. And, and did you, did it's you do fun. it? I've done it a couple times. What it's was the, what was the quickest? Uh, the quickest was I went from. Um, Oh man, what did I do? I went from pretzel uh to I've forgotten. Three wood. Three wood. Yeah. From pretzel or, to or three wood. fairway wood or something. And how many like that. how many clicks? Like five. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I went or one I went from um I can't remember. Oh, bubblegum to Grand Central Station. And that that's actually was the <laughs> shortest one I did. That's All funny. right. And then I sent one to Nick and Casey. I said Large Hadron uh, Large Hadron Collider and clam juice. And, and I tried, tried so hard. I did it. Yeah. I sent you my chain. I know. I, I gave up after a while because I, I could have sworn once I got to the Mott's, uh, because Mott's makes the clam juice. Yeah. I could have sworn that once I got to the Mott's page, I'd find clam juice. It's kind of fun. Try playing it on your own. Okay. So anyway, back right. to this because Nick was pulling up Wikipedia and made me think of that. Uh, some people, how about the word sopping? Sopping no. wet, you okay. think of. Now, yeah. you, you see, moist and... Moist and sopping are two different things. Obviously, sopping is you're drenched, and moist is, yep. you know. Totally soaked. Yeah. You're, you're aroused beyond um, all reason. Secretion? Yeah. 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 That's a word I knew she wasn't going to like. Yeah. Secretion. Uh, here's a funny word. I, I find it funny is bush. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Yeah. It, you can't yeah. help it. It, yeah. it just, because it's, it, it has almost a nostalgic connotation right now. I used to have a shirt. It was a winter bush. I love that shirt. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened to it. That was pretty funny. It was a I good remember one. that. Um, all right, anyhow, listen, I know we got a bunch of calls and a bunch of texts. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. But there are a good amount of people who don't like the word moist. And Kathy, we all, we've known for years, she hates that word moist. But they did a study, and the study leader found that uh, the person most likely to dislike the word is a young, neurotic female who is well-educated and somewhat disgusted by bodily function. <laughs> Boom! That is Kabuya! Absolutely. Hey guys, with Halloween coming up, it's time to get spooky. We have a chance for you to win a pair of passes as Preston and Steve present It Chapter 2 before anyone else. It's next Wednesday, September 4th at the UA Riverview at 6.30 p.m. All you need to do is email us at podcast at WMMR.com with your name, age, and phone number. The winners will be notified via email. The screening's next week, so make sure you get your emails in now. And remember, when you podcast with us... You'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too. <laughs> All right, so our guests are here. <laughs> we are happy to welcome them to our studio. In fact, we have a special hottie cam going on with our girls and kittens this morning. <laughs> the movie is opening April 29th. It's called Keanu. Please welcome to our show Jordan Peele and Method Man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Gentlemen. Thank you. Welcome to Philadelphia. Thank you. This is the uh, this is the new duo. We're gonna do uh, uh, Meth and Peel. Oh, Met, the, the new the new version. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I key. think that should work well. Uh, key and Red are doing their own thing. Yeah, <laughs> Key and Red Man are out there, but I think we're doing we're doing a little bit better. <laughs> you think you guys have struck up a good chemistry? Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. Basically, I talk and sound like an idiot, and he mean mugs, and then uh, <laughs> the fans run away. He just mean mugs. That's it. Yeah. Well, the movie is hilarious. <laughs> the movie's Keanu, and uh, it is uh, it is a parody, I guess, of uh, of John Wick. Correct? 
You know, it's funny. We wrote this movie before John Wick came out. Really? I kid right. you not. Yeah. No, when this when John Wick came out, and all of a sudden you have actual Keanu Reeves in a plot, in an action plot where he's saving an animal, I was like, I'm done. We're done. <laughs> We've got, this is uh, this Movie is either too good. Light of day, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too good or too bad, right? But it, you know, it worked out, and so yeah, I'll. If you're a John Wick fan, absolutely, I absolutely is, am. Yeah, love love the movie yes, and love we, the concept. All right, well, yeah, thank you, yeah. thank you. Uh, and it's it's actually um, it's it's familiar territory uh, for you because you have your you wrote it. Uh, Jordan is uh, correct. That's right. right. I, I, I co-wrote it with a guy Alex Rubens. And your director is uh, the director of all the Key and Peele episodes. Peter Tensio. He's an amazing director. And, and the amazing thing about him is he doesn't just direct comedy. He 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 brings comedy to this this other genre, this heightened genre. Yeah. And this movie, it's like if you took all the the hijinks and and the silly stuff out of it, it would be like this amazing uh like gangland film well, it's it's howlingly hilarious to watch in what are john woo level action sequences a kitten running from <laughs> in the center in the in, in the shootout it's pretty wild he did all his own stunts all the kitten did he? no kitten stuntmen no no kitten stuntmen <laughs> actually there were about six yeah about six guys well, they, they all had k names too katrina <laughs> it's true no it's seriously, true seriously so yeah. a, a kittens tend to grow pretty quickly. Uh, did you have an issue with um, the kitten at the beginning? Did you have to use this? Did you were we, able to use the same kitten? We had to trade out kittens <laughs> in the middle of the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, but we had to do that with some of the uh, the extras as well. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you spend the most amount of time with the kitten? Because uh, nah, no, no, nah, they didn't didn't give me too many scenes with the. Uh, Kitten. I was strictly there for intimidation, like now. Because okay. <laughs> your character ends up taking the cat. I mean, yeah, pretty the, much in the movie. I didn't yeah. know if that was like your sidekick. It's something the about the cat, though. You know, it's something that uh, I don't know. It's like something about Mary, I guess. You know, <laughs> it, it gets like that when you deal with pussies. Yeah. Same sort of deal. Same sort of deal. No, there's, there's there was no there's nothing better than seeing uh, Method Man with a kitten. I mean, it's just I'm sorry. It's <laughs> it's go every time he's on screen. We're like, just can we get more? Can we get more of this shot? Yeah. Well, with a kitten, kitten and a do rag too. Uh, was uh, yeah, we got that was... kitten in the do rag. Yeah, I felt that was a bit much. But... <laughs> well, you, know, you know, we have to. Uh, if you're not, if you have a kitten, you got to dress it right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. well, it, it's you guys are uh, you, uh, you and uh, Key are. are um, uh, you know, you're you're very much suburbanites. You're not uh, you're not really accustomed or familiar with the gang world, and yet you you get drawn into the lower regions of of the real heavy duty mob scene. That's right. We're, we're hip hop fans, yeah. but we would never like walk. A, uh, we would never be able to actually do anything in any way remotely cool. <laughs> right. So that's where that's where Cliff comes in as far as marketing is concerned. Because you know all the people are like, and eh, no, no, I, I I don't like them Kim Peel. I'm like, oh snap, Mets in it. Okay. <laughs> That's where so he comes you, in. you get cred that way. So we get cred. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and how, how do you like <laughs> as as far as acting? Um, you know, since you are playing the heavy uh, in the movie, uh, you know, do you, is it something that uh, you take too naturally? Because I know I've been reading interviews with you, and you're saying you're, you're starting to really put a little bit more emphasis on your acting, and and you're you're enjoying it and finding it much more fulfilling. Don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything you read. No, hey. I'm kidding. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's um, it's a it's a great second act for me. Yeah. You know, twenty years of the music game. And um, I feel like, yeah, this is um something I can get with. I mean, if I could work with Key and Pill all the time, it'd be easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have uh, fun. 
Yeah. Well, you know what your show is? Uh, Key and Peele itself always had a very cinematic quality to it. Yeah. Know? And it's always, it was always, there were a number of skits that you did that I always thought, well, this could easily transition to a, to a full movie. But, well, that, yeah. And, yeah, and, and here you, you go. Yeah. With that, and, and Peter Atencio, the director in question, he, you know, he did a vast majority of our sketches. Yeah. So that was, yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, and we hear, and I don't know if this is true, because as you pointed out, uh, you, you know, can't believe everything you read, but uh, you're working on a project with Judd Apatow now. Is that correct? Oh, you know what? Yeah, we got we got a couple projects. Judd is is amazing collaborator, and we've uh, we we've started uh, kicking kicking around some ideas, and uh, yeah, we that's got dope. Uh, we're we're isn't that's dope. Once once you have a movie that the, the onus now is on you guys because you're you're the the, the banner names on it, and you've created the whole thing. Uh, you know. I know that creates a little bit of extra uh, tension for you, but do you start ending up on the radar of other people because of that? I mean, do you start, does the influx of inquiries begin? I mean, we would not have be here right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, no, yeah. It's, it's, a, it, it's, it's very cool. And people, you know, people have been responding to the trailer, which is, which is great. Um, you know, we, uh, that, <laughs> it's I mean, hilarious. That's yeah. a, that's a good start. That's a good start. And, you know, and we, we, we hear the, you know, people always telling us, you know, oh, I watched the trailer like 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that's exciting, man. And, and, uh, if, I think if you like the trailer, you're going to love the movie. I mean, Excellent. Yeah, the 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 scenes with the kitten are amazing. We got we got some amazing actors. Jason Mitchell is in it. Tiffany uh, Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Jamar Neighbors. Daryl yeah. Brett Gibson. Luis um, Guzman. Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. Yeah. Hey, Papa. What's up, Papa? Hey, Papa. I'm going to day or what, Papa? <laughs> Cliff does uh, a spot on Guzman. Oh, that's cool. We got Will Forte in there. It's it's really, it's an all-star cast. Everybody just knocks it apart. Neil Long is in there. Oh, I mean, right. Miss nice. Neil Long. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love movies like this uh, that, that cross basically every demographic line that there is. Because I, right. I, I showed my the trailer to my parents, who are, are you know, late 60s white people, and then they're going to go see the movie. And then, you know, like a 12-year-old black girl is going to go see it as well, too. And That's everybody's right. going to find it, it funny. And, and I just... <laughs> you put whole people in 12-year-old black girl <laughs> in the stage. Don't, but don't put them in the theater oh, together. That's the only thing. It's going to be a problem. Isn't that the goal for America at this That's point? It, you know, yeah. to bring my parents in a 12 year old black girl together absolutely that's right yeah. absolutely yeah yeah absolutely. no and, and, and you know that's that's what we we, we love to do that with, with the show as well we're always saying like look if we can get you know it's, it's cool to get you know one group of people if we can get everybody with one sketch that's the holy grail mm. i think this is we did that well before. you you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you are such a good writer though jordan and, and you guys your your stuff is so sharp um i mean so you write, you direct, you do the comedic acting. You know, are you are you? Is it hard for you sometimes to detach from elements? Because I know you were talking about the trailer for the movie. Yeah. In other words, I assume you're not the one who cuts the trailer, obviously. But do do you find it hard to not be involved in every aspect of something that is your creation? Yeah. Well, you know, that's the the, the beauty of of uh, how how Keegan and I and and Peter uh, have have been able to work is just highly collaborative. And you trust him. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and, yeah, and total trust. Yeah, yeah. You got to trust the people you're working with. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I wouldn't bring any 12-year-old girl to this movie. It's rated R. It's uh, got a lot of sex and violence and language and drug use and uh, all that sort of stuff in it. But, um, you know, so you're writing this movie. Uh, when you're writing for Comedy Central, you're a little bit more restrictive. So was this a, a nice um, sort of environment for you to just... Just throw everything out there. You know what? This is this is you know we're, we're, yeah. Comedy Central. We're, we're not very restricted on that. That a little uh, bit, a little bit. I mean, not very, but 
But you know, there, there's movie. there's some bleeps. There's some yeah. bleeps on Comedy Central. We got to take away the bleeps. But the I mean, the real thing we got to do with this movie, first of all, is you know, we I got to work with Method Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of like cool for me. But um, we we got to we got to tell a story. We got to tell a, a story that's like you know. Hour forty five minutes, yeah, and and uh, you know that's just so different than doing a sketch where you just go boom 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 and but you get a big laugh and then you're out. Your sketches though, and, and some of them you're like, I just I want this, you know, not to turn into a church lady, you know, where you have to do it like you know every other episode or whatever. But mm. you know the the substitute teacher, yeah. The- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I mean, like all of these sketches that you do are, are so great, and and I found you through um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was one of those deals. Like, uh, you know, my neighbors tell me about the bitch skit, and I'm like, oh, I got to check this out. And then when you guys had done uh, the college players' names, yeah, yeah, uh, it was so great. So, you know, do you want to revisit any of those sketches? Yeah, you know, we might do. We might revisit those some some point. You know, uh, you know, but it's it's very fun to to create something new. Yeah. You know, I think I we're, we're kind of with you. It's like we don't want to we don't want to just hit the same note. We don't want to tire something out. We want to do always be doing new things. Yeah. Always be pushing it and uh it's kind of like a musician, you know? Like um you, you can't put out the same song twice. You know, and, and and a lot of times when you know when if this comedy hits, there people are going to be asking for a Keanu too. And it's going to be the same beats and the same jokes is is what they're going to want. Uh but you can't do that. And and, and Matthew you can't do that as a, as a musician either. Yeah, you can. Can you? No, Reggae no. artists have been remaking people's songs for years. <laughs> Just straight up. I heard a Justin Bieber song in, in reggae not too long ago. No. Yeah. No, I'm lying, but <laughs> I believed it. Yeah. I believed it. They do songs over all the time, man. Rolling Stones has been doing it for years. I mean, people, hey. I mean, even the song, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, the Lion Sleeps Tonight? Yep. Yeah. In the jungle. The lion jungle. Yeah, yep. dude So gave it to a friend, and, you know, everybody's had that song. Yeah, but how do you stay fresh? Because, listen, for instance, I love Mariah Carey, right? Right. But at a certain <laughs> point, kidding. I'm not kidding. I love her. Uh, at a certain point, I couldn't listen to her anymore because I feel like she's already done it, and I don't want to listen to the same songs over again. I feel like Adele is reaching that point. They have a formula that they keep following. But you know what? I think that has a lot to do with the people behind them, the yes people and stuff like that. I mean, honestly, when you give an artist uh, room to grow, they mm-hmm. turn into a Jordan Peele where they start hey. writing hey, and, and directing. <laughs> and You know what I mean? And this That's is serious beautiful. business. I'm dead serious. Like, yeah. yeah you got, I mean, the music business is now, I wouldn't say, well, the audience is fickle. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're give it to me now, um, you know. No, just give it to me now type of um, audience. And it's hard to to um, keep up with uh, what's going on now because, I mean, one second you're here, one second you're gone. It's these um, fast food artists now, uh-huh. you know. It's mm-hmm. like you, you get them, you, you, you eat the food, and look, 10 minutes later you're hungry again for more. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I don't guys, know if that answered the question, but answered for me. I got you. Uh, yeah, uh, Jordan, you were you and the Key were at the uh, MTV Movie Awards. Yes, and that was Saturday night. So you 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 must have been going great guns. Obviously, that was out in what was it Universal or where was it? Yeah, we were we, we were out uh, in, in Warner Brothers. Studios. Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that I watched that movie awards show, and and it occurs to me it's just a. <laughs> There's there's a lot going on there. You know, it's like, it's, it's a big it's, it's a, a big mofo. Yeah, and it's it's um. T- t- there's a lot of ads, and they, they you obviously you're able to promote the movie as well. Yeah. It seems to be more more an award show to help promote other movies than you know because it, it seems to be that the people everyone's been alerted to to who won already. It seems that way. 
Do you have any insight on that? Because well, we didn't win anything. Yeah, so I know. No one yeah. told me. No one told you <laughs> like that. But yeah, you know, I mean, look, it's 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 a it's a that 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 whole thing is a celebration of movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they do it every year. I'm I'm uh, I'm. I'm into seeing what they're going to do. Right. They always make a spectacle. It's different from other award shows, but that, that yeah, is, no, you definitely. have a point. You it's have a point. It's definitely perspective. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not anything like the Academy. Right. Right. It's from yeah. a fan's boy's perspective. So. So what now the, the movie comes uh, comes out and, and uh, you know, I, I assume you're hard at work on your next project. It's weird because you'll do a movie and then by the time you get to promote it, you're already well into something else. What 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 are you on now? Well, I'm, I I just directed a horror film. Oh, straight horror. horror film. Yeah, yeah. It's called Get Out. Thank yeah. you. My yeah. directorial debut. I'm very you, happy with it. Big fan of the genre. A big fan of the genre. Oh, awesome. I love horror. You so can, it's, you can it's probably a straight, tell straight ahead horror. Straight not, horror. Okay. I'm sure you could tell a lot of Key and Peele sketches go very dark. <laughs> yes, they do. Very fast. Yes. Yeah. So you know, it's you know, the, the it's not a comedy. You know, there's funny things in it. We got some. Is it slasher uh, horror? It's not slasher horror. I can't tell you too much about it, but it is very scary. You wrote it? It's called Get I Wrote It. Oh, awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm editing it right now. Get Out made me automatically think of Amityville Horror. Yeah, yeah. a little reference there. It made me think yeah. of Eddie Murphy, actually. Me too. Yeah, yes. the Eddie Murphy <laughs> too bit. Too bad we can't stay, baby. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is kind of, it's kind of a, it is a movie that is uh, a horror movie that's geared to um, the, the black uh, horror audience. Okay. Who just doesn't want any... <laughs> You know, get out. Pick up the phone, man. (laughs) No, 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 no. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. So it's it's a very, it's an elevated horror film. It's not a comedy. I know it sounds like a comedy, but it it should satisfy the the audience member and all of us. It just wants people to do smart things. I I love, there's there's an element to a lot of horror movies where you, you are just... It kills it for me when they are so astoundingly stupid exactly. in their reactions. It will ruin a movie. Give me a little bit and I'm in. But if, yeah. if they are staggeringly dumb, I can't watch it. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. don't like jump scares personally. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's, a, it's a cheap shot. Cheap yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, I wanted to ask you about a skit that you did on Key and Peele um, that uh, I think everybody with a cell phone should see, which is the misunderstood texts. You yes. know, and you guys, you, you don't get subtlety um, yeah. when somebody's texting one person another. What, what was that born out of? Where, like, yeah, there's no nuance. Well, no I mean, nuance. That one's, that's born uh, out of everyday life. I mean, it's, you know, I think it... Uh, it, it uh, it happens in emails as well. Anything, mm-hmm. it's it's the world. It's getting so impersonal, and there's so little, uh, just uh, so little contact. Yeah. We're not even yeah. calling each other right. anymore. Right. So, uh, did you see this one? Did you see this sketch, man? No, I don't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Though. I gotta show you. It it's, is it's good. Basically, Keegan and I. You know where he's he's texting me, and he's like, "Hey, man, let's uh, let's go to the bar. Where where you been?" And he's all positive. And then uh, I, you know, oh no, it's it's actually the opposite. I, I confuse Keegan and I sometimes. I, just, <laughs> I even do it. Um, I'm I'm texting him that, and he's like, "Where have I been? I've been waiting for for two hours." <laughs> and so we just have we kind of just miss. We just miss right. each other's whole yeah. time. The nuance yeah. is lost. And, yeah. and it, what's great is is you're saying it as you're texting it, so you can you know the, as the viewer you can understand your reflection. So you're like, That's yeah, right. yeah, whatever. And then he reads it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's great. right. Everybody, everybody. That's happened to everybody. Totally. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be careful that. because when I'm writing a text, I'm like, if I put a period here, it's going to sound really abrupt. Yeah. If I if I write no period, <laughs> it's going to be like no. How many exclamation points uh-huh. means 
Yeah, pissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah and, 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 anything and every, over three. Everyone three, right? Yeah. Jordan, I also I love about your style. Sometimes in the sketch stuff, you guys don't mind getting just weird. I mean, like, like, <laughs> like this is probably going to go over people's heads, but I don't care. My son showed me one the other day called the Mexican Standoff, and and where the, that's where the the money. Yeah. Yes. And and some there are just moments where in your sketches it'll just be like, well, that was a left turn. That was bizarre. <laughs> Yeah. And do you take that in consideration? You're just like we're just going to get weird with this one. You know? Oh no, we we like we we like stand up and walk out of the room comedy. Oh, okay. I that's love where that. that's where you you hit something. Dudes have to just no what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what no what no they did not no 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 they went too far they went too far but I liked it. But yeah. you know what? That's and that and there's always someone out there who's who's watching us. That was for me. That, yeah. that's that's right. I yeah. got that. That was for me. And that's when right. you, that's actually. On our show, when someone says, I, I must have been the only one laughing, but I, yeah. I love hearing I love that, that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why it, with a sketch show, you know, you can make sketches like that where you're like, oh, you know what? This is this is one group of people. One group of people is just going to love this. Yeah. And then, you know, but of course with the movie, it's like we got, like we were talking about before, we got to get everybody to enjoy this together as a collab, mm-hmm. it's 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 a collective uh, experience. Yeah. Um, by the way, Keanu is opening theaters April uh, 29th. I do have a question about something because uh, Method, you played Cheddar, who's the head <laughs> of the 17th Street Blips. Yeah. They were the people that got kicked out of the Bloods and the Crips. That's right. Yeah. The Blips. My question is. Were they kicked out because they were too bad, or were they kicked out because they were idiots? And uh, uh, I'm going to go with, according to the script, I think, because they were incompetent. <laughs> because they were incompetent. All right. much. <laughs> they probably wore plaid or something. Right, right. You can't wear plaid. Yeah, the bloods of the crib. Paisley, pretty much, yeah. You guys going to be out and about today for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm sure. That's why you see thrill by Yeah, that's why you're I'm going to put kittens all over him. It's going to be hilarious. definitely cool. Put people all black. The publicists are scared of me, man. Pretty much. Yeah. They're kind of leery of me. I'm riding in the car by myself. He has everybody in his car. It's sad. It's pretty sad, man. Yeah. That's right. I put y'all on blast. Stand over there all you want. That's the life of And we're sitting in a room. People are sitting down in chairs all around the room. It's like one black guy. <laughs> What's up, dude? Hey, we here for you. Black Lives Matter, baby. All right. Brought him in for you. We brought him in. That's right. That's right. And comfortable. You have the Mike Schmidt thing going on here. Me? Carlos Ruiz. No, not you. Him. Oh, him. We got the Mike Schmidt thing going on. You, know, the, the... you know, Mike. Oh, Mike. yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on. That's Mike Schmidt. I don't know. Yeah, I, know, I, know I was thinking about about the Phillies. Phillies Mike, I had the Philly yeah. shirt on. Yeah. Go Mets. <laughs> he is wearing a Mets hat. Mm-hmm. Intimidation. That's what I'm wearing. Yankees hat, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys going to say hi to pictures, stuff like that? Or? No. Yeah, you no? Know. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm <laughs> we're going to put him in in post. Photoshop his ass in there, I mean, yeah. We're just going to put our arms out. He's going to get in there. <laughs> Method Man cut yeah. out. Some Instagram app we're going <laughs> to... Right. You know what I'm saying? I took a shower today. Of course I'm taking pictures. Right. It's a special <laughs> day. I brushed my teeth today. Of course, the movie's opening up on uh, April 29th. It looks awesome. Looks Thank hilarious, you, you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. You hit it. Thank so, you very much. Thanks for coming in this morning. Yeah. Appreciate it. Jordan Peele, Method Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On the press news, Steve Schilt. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. (laughs) A man was arrested for failing to return a 2002 VHS rental movie, (laughs) Freddy Got Fingered. That's real. It's true. It is legitimate. James Myers... (laughs) Actually showed a, a TV station the arrest warrant on Wednesday. It shows that Myers is charged with failure to return rental property, a misdemeanor punishable by up to a two hundred dollar fine. The rental store J and J's Video has since closed, but Myers was still given an April twenty seventh court date for failing to return the gross out comedy about a cartoonist returning home to live with his parents. So why did the video store close, Preston? They just couldn't make it work. I guess so. Yeah. Myers said he was driving his daughter to school Tuesday morning when an officer pulled him over because he had a tail light that was out. Myers said the officer ran his license and approximately twenty five minutes later <laughs> asked him to step out of the vehicle. Uh, Meyer said that uh, uh, he, he, the, the officer said, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but there's a warrant out for your arrest from 2002. Apparently, you rented the movie Freddy Got Fingered and never returned it. Quick question. Would that so they would specify that exactly in the warrant? It's what the, he said. The cop said to him, huh. uh, he said, I thought he was joking. Uh, <laughs> Meyer said the officer, uh, the officers were very polite and professional. They let him take his daughter to school and go to work as long as he promised to turn himself into police uh, later that day. Meyer said that he thought everything would get straightened out at the department, but he was surprised when officers arrested him and then took him to the magistrate's office. He said, for the first time in my life, I got put in handcuffs. Wow. For the movie. Freddie got fingered. And my, has Tom Green found out about this? Uh, you know what? I would, Tom I would Green ought to yeah. jump in and, and help pay this guy's legal costs. Sure. Myers said he vaguely remembers renting that particular movie from the fam- family-owned video store. So he's got a court date coming up. Were you good with video re- returns and all that nah, stuff? I yeah, mean, I, I, I didn't keep them, but uh, I, I'd return them late all the time. Oh, I'd get whomped with late fees. Dude, yeah. I had to pay like $40 in late fees for a movie called The Willies. <laughs> it was terrible. $40 in late $40 fees for in The Willies. And remember, be kind. Rewind. Rewind. That's right. A Florida couple were arrested Tuesday after an agreement led 51-year-old Susan Hurlvert, Hurlvert to strike her husband, 66-year-old Carl Owen Smith, with a burrito to the back of his head. The Oskaloosa County Sheriff's Office said Smith uh, retaliated by stabbing Hulvert in the hand with a fork. <laughs> Hulvert, well, fork trumps burrito. Hulvert told responding officers that the couple was fighting over Smith's desire to go to the bar and drink every night. Uh, police say during the argument, Hulvert uh, hit Put him in the back. the burrito down. Hit him in the back of the head with her half-eaten Taco Bell Burrito Supreme. Uh, she said Smith then stabbed her hand with a fork he was using to eat a Taco Bell pizza and left her home. So, yeah, Steve, notice they're putting all these details in the police report. Taco Bell Burrito yeah, Supreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they may indeed Put him in there, yeah. Freddie got fingered <laughs> in those uh, detailed Police reports. Smith is charged with aggravated battery, and Holvert is charged with domestic violence-related battery. You crazy bitch. It's a real short story, but I did see video of it, and it's crazy. Uh, sometimes people get lucky. Uh, take, for example, 23-year-old Taylor Cook, who Baltimore police say crashed her Audi Q5 SUV through the concrete barrier of a parking garage last week. So, like, four or five stories up. Wow. And the vehicle, yeah, it was four stories. The vehicle fell four stories to the sidewalk below. There's video footage of it. You look at it and go, how did somebody live? Because it just, just oh, I have to see smashes that. on the wow. bottom. It landed on its roof. Uh, but she was not seriously injured. That's amazing. Yeah, so crazy. 
A year after Amina Hart had her daughter uh, Layla by an uh, by an anonymous sperm donor, she tracked him down because she wanted Layla to know her father. Well, the new mom actually managed to find the donor, and the two fell in love and got married. Oh, what a love story! Hart says on the TV series Australian Story, so romance was born. Well, you have a new series, Sealed in Semen. Uh, she said, "I just essentially." Say to people, the cart was the cart well and truly came before the horse, and the horse, uh, yeah, her name was Layla, and the horse <laughs> caught up eventually and it hooked itself on. Any reason to just play this? Yeah, song I mean, again. and then then she entered into this journey. Oh yes, to find the man who created the baby batter that spawned her child. Uh, Hart says that she chose Scott Anderson's profile from a stack of three because he described himself as happy and healthy and. I'm sorry, I'll let it go. You got a minute. Solid, pretty solid. I thought it was a little rocky. Oh yes. Two more. We went along the journey together. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, So, (laughs) I've lost my place. Uh, They died in a fiery wreck. No, no. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, She decided to track down the sperm donor because uh, she didn't know her own father. Yeah, that's him. Anderson said, uh, neither of us expected it to happen. I fell in love with uh, Layla before I fell in love with Amina. And the couple story is already a book and a movie is in the works. Wow. That is, while well, that's a very touching story about the, them getting together that way, I'm, I'm sure they would try to dissuade you from doing that, right? What, from, track- from tracking down the donor? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really sure. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturbed. Revivalists. Motionless and white. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Kathy had mentioned a story in the news um, earlier. Was it in Drexel Hill? Yeah, it was on Mary Street in Drexel Hill. (laughs) Yes, imagine Delaware County being the site of... A huge party that got way out of hand. 300 high school kids, yeah. high school age, uh, the, these two parents hosted this party. Their 17-year-old daughter promoted it on social media. 300 kids showed up. Now, a relatively small house, yes? I, you know what? I don't know. I'm not familiar with the area uh, yeah. and how the, how the houses are laid out there, but... I mean, 300 kids at any house, unless you live in a mansion. Yeah. Three, it's going to be kind of tight. That, yeah. That's, as we said earlier, that's a good turnout for a club gig. Well, yeah. Police yeah. said that there were about 100 kids on the lawn, like in the surrounding area when they showed up, the rest oh inside, uh, and that they just, they, they they said it looked like Broad Street. Well, like cars were coming and going, kids all over the place. It was, a, but you would expect that on a Monday night. No, right? no, no. It happened. It happened on Saturday. Saturday. Night. Saturday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. But uh, uh, and it's was it nice on Saturday? It was still cold this weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Saturday. It was a little nippy. Yeah. 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 Doesn't matter. But we're not even in spring and summer mode yet for okay. big outdoor parties. I'm sure they were supposed to be inside, and then when 300 people show up, you don't have enough room. It spills in the outside. House. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, there's so many things about this story that are are a nostalgic and and b bizarre. Yeah. You know, uh, the 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 parents, Preston, as we pointed out earlier, they're um, 
<laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> we, 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 they impressed me as sort of the the cool party parents, you know. Well, yeah, they, they want to be the cool party. Probably parents. Probably what they were doing. Yeah, they probably. I mean, the fact that uh, that they knew that there was drinking and so forth. Listen, if if you have a teenager and you want to have a party, that's cool. Uh, but if there's drinking going on, you are at least I know in some states you're responsible. Yes, you're flat out responsible for what happens uh, because you're the you're the the homeowner, you're the consenting adult, and all that stuff. We had in, growing up uh, in our neighborhood, there was uh, Randy was my friend. Randy and his his parents were the hey yeah hey, hey, hey come on hey, over have guys. a beer yeah. And I'm like, I'm one of you. And no, you're not. By like 25 years. Uh, Kathy, you read earlier this morning uh, Michael Chitwood's quote, and, and I, I understand it. He says, I will not allow parents to have these types of underage drinking, dope smoking parties in the township. It ain't going to happen. Um, but what do you do? It, 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 these parties are going to happen. Where, where do you <laughs> let them happen? Well, wait, wait, wait. As who? The parent? What do you do? I guess, or is yeah, just, I mean, I mean, if my, you don't if, allow your child to do that, they're yeah. in high school. Their brains are still developing. You not can't, at your house. You can't condone that. Like, there, there's a certain point. You I, know, I like, can't condone parent, it, but it's going to happen no matter what. So I, I, I know what teenagers are like. I think it's, but it's, it's not. Uh, I think it's unrealistic to deny the fact that these parties are going to happen. So, uh, so how do you control it? How do you how do you put it in a safe place? Because these teenagers are going to be teenagers. Sure. Let's, let's not pretend that this isn't going to happen. Well, also let's not. Let's not pretend that all teenagers do this. Of Nick. course like, not. Not, no, not, I, not everybody goes to the woods to drink on Friday night. I did not. I, I, no, yeah. I was a little angel. There were yeah. plenty of clubs like Reach and Interact and, and a lot of kids that abstain from drinking and, and any type of drugs in high school. I certainly understand that. But I think that maybe 40, uh, 40 to 50 percent of teenagers do. So when, when you deal with numbers that are that high, how do you, how do you manage it in a realistic way and, and in a safe way? But realistic- that's all I'm asking because I, I, I don't know what the answer is. Neither do I, no, I, don't. I don't think realistically it is to allow them to drink in your house because now you're yeah. responsible for all of these children, not just yours, <laughs> but you're now responsible for everybody else who's drinking in your house. That's very, very correct. Which and is why put- these, listen, these I, two were arrested. Yeah. I, I, Preston, so at, at your home, uh, listen, I've heard of parents allowing, okay, I, I prefer you if you're going to have a, a beer or have, have beers here. with your friends, have it here. Yeah. I, I don't, it's rare that I've ever heard a parent say, if you and 299 of your friends want to come here and drink. Right. 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 And I think that maybe, and I don't condone this either, that, but it's a little bit more understandable for the um, post high school graduate, pre 21 year old crowd. All right. So you're, you're, you're over 18, you're out of high school, you're still not old enough to drink. Right. Uh, you know, you're, you're kind of an adult, but you're not allowed to. I'd rather you do it uh, safely at my house. I'm taking your car keys, all of that sort of stuff. I, 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 I understand that a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. But not a big party no. of everybody. I mean, that's a, diff- that's a different story. Because when I was 19, 20 years old, my parents knew I was drinking beer, you know, and, and I wasn't, you know, binge drinking or anything crazy like that. But they would allow that, you know, but not a party, not a giant yeah, bash. Yeah. No. I waited till they were out of town when that happened. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> going and away those... to visit your Aunt Esther. Can you watch the house? Yeah. Of course. Those never went well either. Oh, my God. No. Ever. I called the police on my own party. I can't believe oh, you yeah. did that. That, oh. that was the option. To Did you get arrested? No. No? Okay. No, I like when the police arrived, I'm like, 
I live here. I called you guys. I want these people out of my house. Wow. We, Case, and, we did that too. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was at our parties that they would, now I never had a party at my house. My mom, you know, was, she never She left. was watching uh, Pat Robertson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we, that's what would happen. You, the, the few people that, um, whoever the homeowner or the kids in, in the house wanted to stay, you'd tell those people, call the cops, everybody else would scatter, and then your party would be shrunk down to, you know, 10 oh, yeah. people. Yeah, nobody. And, and what I would do is that when I would call the place i literally said look i had a party a lot of people showed up that i don't know i can't get them out of my house i need some help and sure enough they so, sent over the cops you basically spoke the truth yeah hey, there you go and that was it and exactly it. And, yeah. and i was trying to get people out of my house and they would not leave okay so i mean honestly you guys need to get out of here you need to leave the party is over and nobody moves no, it's what a party. What do you do? You're outnumbered. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter that it's your house. What was the lar- what was the largest difference between intended invitees and actual resulting oh, yeah. attendant? Uh, me personally? Attenders to the party. Attendants. Uh, at one of my own parties? Yeah. Oh man, I couldn't even uh, I don't know. Just every, every there were people on every floor. We had you know <laughs> basement, main floor and, and upstairs. And right. I, I I don't know, maybe 100 people or something like that. But, I mean... That's a lot! Yeah, and it starts off with just wanting to have, like, 20 over. Yeah. So you got five times what you expected. <laughs> Cars up and down the yeah. street. Neighbors pissed off. Trash in the yards. Because nobody cares. No, it's not their house. Oh, yeah. They're throwing I, I, stuff around. I have a question for you. All right, so you have neighbors, and you're friendly with these people. They go away, and their kids have a party, and it gets out of control. Is there is there a certain um, respect that you have for the... The parents and the and the kids that you don't call the cops so they don't get arrested or, or no. no 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 nope. no because you know what it's, it is going to get out of hand that's yep. that's the problem it's probably best <laughs> that you do or yeah. maybe Casey you go over and say look I'm gonna I'm gonna call the cops hey like, I'm just don't... like you guys <laughs> no but tell them you yeah. know no yeah, and break it's... up the party or I'm calling the cops and yeah. it's it's kind of like border patrol. One or two are going to get caught, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everybody else is going to scatter, scatter yeah. you know, is kind of how it's going to I happen. remember my, and, and we still talk about this, when I was a sophomore, my friend had a party when it was, uh, his parents were out of town, and it was one of those deals where, I mean, I was there in the beginning, it was, it was like five of us, ten of us there, you know, just and then just slowly but surely people just started pouring in. I mean, there was a beer ball, and then, <laughs> and that was it, and next thing you know, Cops are there. My friend watches the entire thing get busted from uh, the tree in his backyard. What would you say it topped out at? So you were one of the initial five or ten. How many were in the house by the time the cops were called? Oh, I don't even know. Hundred, maybe. Uh, and this is yeah. pre. This is pre. Yeah. Social, um, you know, social Facebook, media. social media. Before getting the word out was just as easy as a, as a a tweet. Uh, so imagine what you're looking at now. Oh, I remember two times, two different parties, <laughs> where a helicopter. <gasps> oh, you had a helicopter? Dude, all of a sudden, the light comes what? out of the sky, and everybody's like, oh, my wow. God. You had a hell of a party. The Lampros twins had a party. Lampros right? twins. They were hot, too. Wow. And, the the uh, kind of twins that uh, Fonzie would date. And uh, and they, they were really cool, and the party got out of hand. I'll never forget it. And then all of a sudden, the, 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 I, I think as we named the, uh, the helicopter. Attention. The hel- uh, St. Louis uh, County Police had brown. Their cars were brown. Okay. The helicopter was brown, so it was the brown hornet. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, we see the brown hornet up there, and we're like, you got to be kidding me, man. Wow. And then another time, uh, Ricky Rodriguez, his parents owned a... Uh, <laughs> They own like a they're, they're horticulture. They, so they grew trees and stuff. They had all this land. All right. And so he had a, a field party 
And, yeah, the helicopter came out for that one, too. How many would you say? People were there? Yeah. I don't even remember. That was the first night I ever played at a party in a band. Oh! And, oh, uh, man. And so we're out in the field, and we had to get our equipment out of there while the <laughs> helicopter and the cops and everybody were showing up. Was it a paid gig? But I was able to say, uh, I'm with the band. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm just hired I'm to, supposed be here, to be here. You know? <laughs> I'm over by the, uh, the ferns. <laughs> God. Did you ever run, though? Were you ever the one that, that had to run and ended up? Okay, so there's another story. <laughs> and this wasn't at a gigantic blowout party. And I thought I was being responsible, okay? Yeah. So we're just out in the street having a couple of beers as a teenager. I was probably 18 years old. And I don't know, it was like a dozen of us, just a thing yeah, you know, yeah. outside on the sidewalk. And I wasn't in my neighborhood. I was in somebody else's neighborhood. Cop pulls up the street. Everybody runs. <laughs> Except for me. Right. You're going to be responsible. I thought I will be responsible. I will talk to this police officer like an adult. Constable. Yes. Yes. And and he will probably respect the fact that I am not running from the law. You're a fine, upstanding citizen, young man, and we're going to give you a citizen's badge. I had 30 hours of community service <laughs> had to do at the Jewish Center for the Age washing dishes. You know what? The same thing happened to me. I got let go, though. I was, you know, it was I didn't. during my college years, and, and it was in the summer, and my friend Rob and I were walking home from a friend's house. And we weren't at, like, a huge party, but we were drinking at this house, and we're just walking, and next thing you know, a Ridley cop comes up behind us, and he... Took off. It was. It was like, and he's gone. Right, <laughs> football player. He's gone. And the thing is, where we were walking, there was a footbridge where the cop couldn't have gotten to me. You know what I mean? He would have to have gotten out of his car and run after me. But I stopped anyway. He ended up. He's like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "I'm just going home, man." You know? He's like, "Okay, get going home. to the Jewish Center." <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, but Casey, when the, when the cop came up, I was still holding a beer. Was, oh, well, that's the problem. Yeah. That was the problem. That's yeah. the problem. So I, I had a beer in my hand, and, and he's like, I have to. Yeah. I, I got to write you a ticket. I can't let you go. Damn it. How do you feel about Monza? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to enjoy it at the Jewish Center for the Aged. Here's a text says, I am a cop in a college town in New Jersey. Every time we get a large college party complaint, we tell the kids next time to call us if it gets out of hand. And we'll gladly help them get people out, and they don't have to worry about getting tickets or arrested. There you go. They're saying they're they're down with that protocol. Yeah. So remember that. We had a, a friend whose dad was a cop, so he would kind of alert us if the cops were called out to a house, and he knew that we were at the party. He'd give yeah. us a heads up so we could get out of there. Uh, your friend uh, Elisa has a crazy party story, I, Kathy. I'm sure she has plenty of them. I'm not really sure that I want to go to her. Okay. Well, she's on the line. Yeah, you do. Good morning, everyone. Hey, How what's up, you? Lisa? Um, so th- unfortunately the story is not about Kathy. However, oh, she was there, but just like everyone says that we, ha- I think we had some of the most legendary high school parties ever. And this one, um, is an all time favorite. We were partying. It was a basement party. So everyone's downstairs having the best time when all of a sudden water <laughs> comes rushing through the ceiling and everyone's like, what is going on? Oh my God. What? Like everyone's freaking out. We go upstairs. Um, a friend and his girlfriend at the time are having uh, relations yeah. in the upstairs bathroom, and he busted the sink off the wall because he had his girlfriend on the sink. And oh my god! The sink was that Kathy the on the sink? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no. It was not. Oh. <laughs> 
So bus is pink <laughs> off the wall, and water is now flushing through the floor and flooding out the basement party. So he's was- got his pants down, and his girlfriend's on the sink, booty like booty naked, and everyone's standing outside now watching at this point. How many people were in the basement? There, that oh, was there a- had to be. It was a big party. It was okay. a big party, and wasn't wasn't the mother home of the so- of? Yeah, so the mom of the kid is home somehow. It's so random. And so now she's freaking out. Her her bathroom is flooding. There's naked people. There's, like, <laughs> wild kids drinking Boone's Farm freaking out. Oh, like, it was, Boone's I don't know. Farm. Funny. Bo- that's yeah. right, Boone's Farm, yes. You know, it's funny, though, because as you now uh, are talking as an adult, you know, and you try to admonish uh, younger people listening to not do this stuff, you can sort of hear the glee in your voice as you're recounting this. Right? Well, so it's certainly so a mixed message that's oh being sent. Oh, I know. They yeah. were fun. These, <laughs> these insane, crazy parties were a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I know. I you mean, know? And, and there's, like, she's right. Elisa's right. Like, we have so many. When I asked you if you ran, I was going to tell you, I we ran from a party once. Elisa ended up at a truck stop on 95, oh. and I was with my friend Bobby in uh, some bush hiding from the police as they drove down the street. All right. So, right. well, a truck stop and you're in the bush. And I'm in the bush with Bobby. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Elisa. You, bye, guys. All right. We'll talk to you later. Do you remember when uh, when parties, the, the potential for a party was measured by the number of kegs that would be there? Oh, Yeah. It's a three kegger tonight, man. So you guys it's were kegs in high school. Or, oh, yeah. Or, okay, guys, we were not. You don't hear kegs anymore. No, right? no, no. And, and then kegs got banned in college. It was always number of cases. So my, my wow. parties were inspirational speakers. <laughs> right. <laughs> three. Three inspirational speakers. Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah. Tonight. There tonight. You got to be there, man. See, uh, I, was, I, I wasn't I was really a, a drinker in high school, but I would go and, and I would go to some places and not drink. Because I thought if I have to run from the cops and if I get caught, at least if I'm not drinking, they're going to let me go. Okay. You know what I mean? And so, it, it worked to your favor, right? I never had to run from the cops. Yeah. 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 Hang on. I want to go to Bill, who actually lives on Mary Street where this party took place. Oh, okay. Hey, Bill, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank oh. you, my man. All right. So you, you live on the street where this party took place. Yeah, it was absolutely insane this is the type of street that is like the twilight zone like there ain't anybody ever on the street unless it's like a copper right you know somebody doing drugs or something yeah but i pull up saturday night and for the first time in my life and i've been there since 98 there's just people everywhere Wow. and i'm trying to figure out what's going on and then my neighbor tells me that supposedly somebody's having a graduation party from college but i hit Turn it, turns out it's teenagers, actually. Yeah. And By the way, it's it's spring break right now. Yeah. It's not graduation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I, I didn't understand any of that either. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. So about 10 minutes after I pull up, I'm hearing all this noise, and I'm wondering what's going on. So I open up the front door, and the next thing you know, all the sirens from all the upper Darby police come. And <laughs> I'm just kind of – there's just waves of people, like – it's like when you hit the lights and the cockroaches come flying out of the, every... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and literally, I was looking down the street for the clown car. Like, it was just unbelievable. So it just, just all over... And it took all about, like, an hour or two. All over the lawns? And, and, and was, was there damage oh. after everyone had cleared out? I mean, I didn't see any damage, but there was literally so many people that they were getting arrested and, and they were pulling paddy wagons. They actually had to tape off our whole end of the street. Oh, oh so they block off the street and they're calling in paddy wagons. Yeah, it was bad. I, I heard about maybe three to five people got arrested about a, a block away from mine, but they had to take like at least an hour or two 
just to get them to keep moving from they were like for the next three blocks over there was just people so, walking through everybody's yards and everything and everybody's you know trying to message me on facebook like what's going on on your street so bill when when did it finally wrap up uh it was probably about by the time the cops ended up leaving it was probably about one o'clock in the morning wow at least wow <laughs> that's a that's one for the record books. Interesting. All right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks. You guys have a great one. You too. We'll see you later. There was that um there was that party I had in the uh bizarre file a couple of weeks ago. It was now it was a fraternity party, but there were a ton of underage kids there. Yeah. Uh and when they they did an analysis of the air. They, oh yes. They were, they were using breathalyzers and just in the ambient air alone, it was like a point eight or something along the, the air was the drunk a point oh eight right the air was legally drunk the air was legally drunk <laughs> there was that much booze did you ever see the movie and there's it's it's based on an actual party of this nature project x i think it's called yes yeah where it's it's a party gets it's based on a true story party got away from these kids and it took over multiple houses like a whole block and it was just pandemonium yeah but it's exactly of this nature. I would have had major anxiety if I was at something like that. I really would have. I always think it's sort of a lit match ready to blow it, you know, or a lit fuse, I should Believe say, ready not, to blow at any point. A mob mentality does kick in, right? Can happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you get that large of a group of people uh, without any rules, you know, as far oh, as they're yeah. concerned, and there's plenty of booze, and a house will get completely torn to shreds i mean you know sure. looted. oh yes yeah but here's the thing like we we did go through it so like I, you know i went through it i was there i experienced it so i feel like maybe i'm a little more prepared to be like no and to the signs to look out for and yeah. to try to yeah. what what happens though kathy when you get asked the question but did you do it absolutely no i didn't <laughs> except now this podcast exists yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go to ken uh hey ken you're on the air good morning you Guys, rock! Oh, thank you, Ken. What's up, bud? Had a high school party uh, back in Great Valley times, and uh, there was uh, buddies of mine lived next door to a house that was already for sold, uh, like basically sold, and uh, they had a party, and there was no furniture in the place. There must have been five hundred people there, and then as the night progressed. All of a sudden, people started wrecking stuff. Windows were being broken. Yep. People were trying to go through walls. Um, it was it was nuts. And then, like uh, later on, when the cops were interviewing, you know, they were interviewing every guy, and uh, basically, like I was one of the main suspects. They thought, uh, you know, who wrecked the place, and they, 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 they uh, it was a big mess. And I, I tell you, it was one of the best parties. Ever. <laughs> and it was one of the best parties yep. I've ever been with 500 plus people. Now, I want to come out clean right now. Yep. I did not wreck anything except one thing. And that was a, a dress coat that I was trying to do, fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that was it. All right. Guys, you're, you're absolved. All right. Yeah. Thanks, can Ken. I say hi to my wife. Uh, you certainly can. Go ahead, Ken. We're, we're celebrating our four years. I love you, Lauren. Right, that's oh, very nice. Good for you, bud. Big Casey, keger tonight. I think of the, because uh, uh, we were talking the movie Back to School was on the other day, uh, the scene where they have the uh, the dorm party. Yeah. And on the way out, they, they see the, the guy's really waste. He's like, Mountains have the greatest party of all time. This is the greatest night of my life. <laughs> just puking all over, all over the place. Go um, to line two, Press. I've never okay. heard of it. That's almost uh, biblical. I will go to Nick. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, bud. Want to hear your story? What's going so, on? 
so crazy story. So I went to school in Wilmington, North Carolina, right? Yep. It's a beach, North Carolina. It's a pretty cool place. Needless to say, I was like, hey, it's, we're all coming back to school. Let me throw a big party for everybody. Grabbed all these people, grabbed all these underclassmen, got the word out. First weekend of school, 27 kegs, <laughs> sold $1,800 worth of keg cups, around $5 a piece. <laughs> I had six friends from the Army. They were in Fayetteville, North Carolina, because that's where I went to high school. Had six friends that had joined the Army. They came up. They were selling kegs cups. They were kind of police things. The party got completely out of hand. The cops come. People are mad. People are, I mean, everybody's leaving. They're, everybody's pissed, mad. Needless to say, cars started going up on their side, like way down the street, like way away from the party. People are just leaving away. There's like the rugby team or something. I don't know. They're crazy. Started so, picking up cars and yeah. putting them on their side. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The mob mentality. Yeah, totally. 27 so, kegs, though. Were they pissed off because they had paid their five bucks and only got to have one beer and it was and busted up or something? That's the risk you take. I had, I had, I had a, gotten like a noise ordinance till like 10 o'clock. So from like 2 o'clock to 10 o'clock, I had a noise ordinance. We started the party like 5. I had a porta potty come, like, uh, you know, delivered to the, to the, to the street. Yeah. I had these barricades where it had blocked the whole street off, thinking it was going to be a, hey, we're just going to have a good time. And needless to say, when things got out of hand, people were mad, not mainly not because they got just one take up. I think mainly because they were expecting the party to go to 10 and it was like, yeah. Right. Hey, but, but Nick, let me ask you, uh, how many, what percentage were underage or was this an of age party? Nah, it was you know, a lot of <laughs> underclassmen. Um, Here's the crazy thing about it. So the, when the police finally get there, they come in droves. And they call them the ALE, Alcohol Legal Enforcement or something down there. Yeah. Anyway, so the guy comes up to me. He says, here's the owner of the house. And I was like, oh, it's me. It's my party here. You know, here it is. You need, what do you need? People to leave, whatnot. We're, we've got the noise around us till 10. He says, listen, I just want to ask you something. How much were the keg cups? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I wasn't selling keg cups. He was like, no, just tell me. Come on. How much were the keg cups? I'm like, dude, I'm not selling the keg cups. I don't know. I'm, I'm not charged for that. He was like, all right, well, just tell me, how much were they? And I was like, I think they were like five bucks. <laughs> he says, all right, come with me. I guess that was all they needed to prosecute me or whatnot. That's oh, because you were charging. Because you charged for the booze. Okay, yeah, makes uh, sense. That, that's how they <laughs> Is got it me. weird so, that the Alcohol Enforcement was... Organization is ale? Yeah. A- A-L-E. <laughs> yeah. Ale. Yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> so did you end up so having, did you get arrested? Things, so I didn't actually get arrested that night, So, but all <laughs> Two of the army guys end up getting fights with the cops or something. Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just stupid. All right. So I, I paid eighteen hundred dollars in profit that I made. Yeah, I you just paying all of it, all of it back in uh, in uh, legal but, fees because I had to get a lawyer for yeah. those guys, and that's pretty much. But you got story. one hell of a story out of it, <laughs> dude. In pictures galore, dude. My yard was tra- every yard around was trash. Oh, was crazy. All right, thanks, Nick. We appreciate it. Oh, and here's gosh. and here's the one thing about that's different from yeah. years ago. With this party that took place over the weekend in Drexel Hill, and the fact that uh, they were busted. Is that there's it was promoted on social media? Yeah, you have a paper trail. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. You now have a paper trail, and cops they certainly use social media quite a bit for the and, and they especially they can, Upper Darby man, and they'll they'll track down and they can find and, and go. Well, it says right here you invited all these people, you yeah. know, and these people are underage and so on and so forth. You are therefore responsible and all that other stuff. That's how it's a tad bit different. And you might have included prices for your cups and things like that. That's and true, yeah, too. It's all right there. And yeah. you know what? Like, so so these parents, because they condone these actions or, or at least, you know, help facilitate, like, I, what happens to them? 
You know, like what happens to the you because know, you have the court of social media, right? Because you, you you've yeah. seen this happen, you know, several times over the last few years where so and so's parent bought the bought the right. kegs, and you know, but so what legally happens? I mean, to they're them? gonna get they're gonna get hit with something. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it's not like they, they robbed a liquor store, but they're gonna get yeah, misdemeanors, yeah. corruption of minors, disorderly yeah. conduct, providing alcohol to underage teens. Those there are, you go. Those are the uh, arraign. Uh, that's what they were charged under, and so. So that's that, and then now that this is in the news, do they then lose their jobs? Like, there's this thing is is going to have a. Well, major it remains to be seen. Trickle down, yeah. unless they're party planners. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Then, then they're they just use it as an ad. <laughs> Look what we. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyhow, it was an epic bash. This yeah, week it was. In Drexel Hill, man. You know what? Though busted at ten thirty at night. So oh, really? It didn't go all that didn't long. Get that late. Interesting. All right. Well, thanks for your calls. I appreciate those who are on hold and we didn't get a chance to get to. I'm sorry that you've been on hold for a while. We do have to take ourselves a break. This Friday at 5 p.m., kick off your Labor Day weekend with MMR's annual Back to School A to C. Our annual list of thousands of songs that run the gamut. A unique, deep, and no repeat A to C countdown. Ten days of Oh Cool, Oh Wow, and undoubtedly a few... Oh, no. All in alphabetical order. MMR's Back to School A to Z. Presented by Exton Nissan. 2018 Nissan Rogue SUV. Just $18,990. And from 93.3 WMMR. Everything. And we mean everything that rocks. Well, the gang is back in town. Yes. yes. How about that? And Mac is sitting in our studio. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob McElhaney. Yeah. This Good morning. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Wonderful to see you. It's been a while since we've seen you in the flesh. It has been a while. I yeah. think uh, Caitlin and I were in here about six years ago. Wow. Yeah. Is that right? But, but I remember being here, I guess it was the old studio. Yeah. yeah. Season one. So 12 years ago. Man, oh man. That's unbelievable. Well, it's been that long. So, uh, and how are your kids doing, by the way? They're maniacs. Are they maniacs? <laughs> yeah. Five, five and four. Wow. Um, you know, it's the best. Yes. It's the best. They're uh, they're they're crazy. They're going to be here uh, this week, and they have never... My oldest son, Axel, uh, has been to Philly, but my youngest son, Leo, has not. Okay. So this is his first trip How to, are they traveling? Are they... Um... Pretty great. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's actually why that's we, we haven't been able to shoot in Philly for the past few years just because it was too, too difficult for them to fly the, the right. six hours. I think we met Axel because you guys did some exterior shooting and interior shooting at uh, St. Joe's Prep yeah. a few years ago. And um, that may have been the last time that I think we were on set with you guys. Yes. And he went. He was an infant then, it so was it, was, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Was e- it was easy to fly with him then because he would sleep most of the time. But uh, for the past few years, it's a little bit more difficult. Anyway, they're back, and uh, we're going to take them down to the Jersey Shore next oh. week for the week. Yes, we'd heard about that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's very cool. Not going to replicate what happened in the show, obviously, when you went down to the Jersey Shore. I don't know. (laughs) Fingers crossed, man. We'll see. (laughs) It it is part of the character. That, That particular episode has become such lore. You know, it, it, it's referenced constantly when everybody talks about going down to the shore because of the the painful accuracies of so much of what's in that. But, yeah, it's still a, it's you know, it's the place to go. So, yeah. All right, so you're in town, obviously, the, the uh, Cora uh, for Kids Golf Classic. You had gotten in touch with us initially when uh, the announcement was made and everything, so we're pretty excited about it. Now, you're not playing today, right? Oh, I'm playing. Oh, you're playing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, look out. Charlie is playing in our foursome. I, yes. I understand that. Now, what's his uh, level of, of play? Charlie's a, he's a player. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
All right. Do you have any idea what like a handicap he is or anything? I think he's like a six. Oh, okay. So he's in the same ballpark like as a me. Five or six. Yeah. He's nice. A bomber. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's a, he's a amazingly athletic. I mean, we saw him yeah. like we we on on skates. We we did that that episode with you guys uh, or you know a period I should say. But uh, he was zipping around on the skates like nobody's business. Is he a hockey player or a baseball or both? Yeah, all of it. Okay. He played he played hockey and and baseball and then he and then he picked up golf and it's surprising he, to look yeah. at him to to think and well I love how you sort of bring that into his character on the show mm-hmm. you know like where uh, you know he just sits down at the piano and he just starts playing it and you're like we didn't know you could play the piano he's like I I can he's like I don't know it just kind of makes sense to me. <laughs> Yeah, we, last season we did an episode uh, called the Wade Boggs. That was an Challenge. amazing yeah. episode. Uh, and and we're flying across the country. And yeah. you guys are familiar with the Wade Boggs yes. myth? A- actually, oh, yeah. legend. Yes. It, and it turns out it's it, it was a little bit inaccurate. Um, we we found out that it was not in fact fifty six beers that he drank across the country, but it was somewhere around like seventy. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Seventy. You aired. Corroborated by Mr. Boggs. Wow. Yes, seventy beers. Now that's that's from the time he he woke up to the time he went to sleep. So that's the, the including the entire road trip across the country. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. Well, anyway, so at the end of that episode, I I'm pitching to Charlie and I'm th- I'm throwing you know from from the mound and Charlie's and wasted and he's and he's <laughs> and on screen it looks like I'm throwing with a broken arm. That's how. How unathletic I am! Yeah, I'm right. like, and Charlie whips this ball, and it and it goes over the fence, and he looks like a like a professional baseball player. Yeah. Jeez, I- I'll tell it you was, what, it was humiliating. That episode was so great because uh, everybody except for you was drunk. Um, I mean, not really but playing drunk, and I-, I can't stand it when people play a terrible drunk. It's it's a difficult it's thing a to very, pull off. It's yeah. a very tough thing to play off. And but at the end. <laughs> While playing baseball, Charlie plays a really good drunk. Yes. And, and, uh, yeah, I was convinced. Um, Well, how do you know he wasn't? (laughs) Well, that was was my next question. I didn't think you were allowed to. I didn't think you were allowed to actually be drunk. I thought, I don't know. Who would be the governing body? Yes. That that <laughs> the the Hayes Commission? The Screen Actors Guild? I don't know. No, no. What you're, what you're thinking of is that you, you're... There used to be, I, I guess they've they've cut back, you know, in the days of uh, Carson's Tonight Show, they would have alcohol and they'd be drunk. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Hoda and uh, Kathy Lee right. slam the wine every morning. I had thought I had heard something, you know, back, because when uh, Animal House, when they have the toga party scene, there's a scene in that where they're all singing Louie Louie or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, they all really seem drunk. And I thought I had heard at that point that uh, uh, you weren't allowed to actually be drunk on screen for the I, movies. I've never uh, heard whatever. that. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, whatever. that's completely Rob, I'm going to go back in my box. <laughs> Rob works in the industry. He says, no, that's not accurate. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. in fact, it's encouraged oftentimes. <laughs> there, I mean, and we, we see, we're from a different generation. Uh, Danny's generation, those guys, when they were doing like Taxi and Cheers, the stories from like the writer's rooms, yeah, because they would be up all night, you know, writing, and they they partied, man. Sure. <laughs> they had some fun. I have no doubt. Probably some of the best episodes born out of that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Um, how else would you write an episode of Perfect Strangers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, over the weekend, I took my kids to go see uh, Finding Dory, mm. and your wife. Uh, by the way, my daughter at the end, flat out, the, the credits are rolling, and she tells me her favorite character was Destiny. And I was like, well, you know, I'm actually going to see the, the, the girl who does her voice. And she's like, oh. so excited about that. 
uh, Caitlin had to have been had a fun with that. Oh, so much fun! Yeah. yeah, what an amazing process because it's it's it, it actually takes about four years to make one of those movies, and the reason that those Pixar movies are so good is because they iterate over the course of those four years to make it the best possible movie they can. And so the original script that she got was completely different than the movie that wound up getting made. Um, and it's only be through that process of recognizing what's working, what's not working over four years can they make a movie that good. Well, they, they, we've had a number of the directors in here and, and writers for many of those projects, and they, they will they reach a certain point, they have them scheduled, everyone in the conference room are going to run it, what do you think? And then they, I mean, for example, Zootopia had an entire different focus. Uh, they focused on an entirely different character than what they ended up with, you know, in, in the in the eventual movie. So, yeah, and that's how it gets so good. But it, it's weird. So she, when she did her voice uh, work on it, was that three and a half years ago? Yep. Yeah. Well, it was, it was three and a half years ago, actually four years ago. And then she, like six months later, she would come back and do it again. Wow. And then six months after that, do it again. And then and then what she wound up recording uh, got l- less and less um, changed o- over the course of those four years. Speaking of making movies, this was a while back, but uh, I'd read a, a news story that Rob was going to be directing yeah. uh, the Minecraft movie. So I texted him. I said, you just became my kid's hero. You know, you're directing the Minecraft movie. And you sent back and you go, they'll be in college by the time <laughs> <laughs> that movie comes out. Yes, What's- I think they're actually announcing that today. Uh, the release date for that movie. It's oh, really? Be, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I'm allowed to say yet, but um, but I think it's coming out today. It's going to be. Right, so if they're years. announcing a release date, then that's within two years, I would imagine something. You would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so this is clearly. I mean, you've directed, obviously. Yes. You, you know, this is would have to be technically the biggest thing you've ever done. Um, are you doing? Is there any kind of Prep or any movies you're watching or what? What? How are you getting yourself? Well, in the yeah, it, it, it's a tremendous amount of, of prep that goes that goes into it. Um, again, this movie will probably take about from from the time I got the job to the time the movie comes out, it'll be three or four years. Wow! And so you spend most of that time just just getting ready for it, gearing up, watching tons of movies, and then and then surrounding yourself with the with the most talented people y- you can that have made these kinds of movies before. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Jungle Book, but yeah. I saw Jungle Book and was just like blown away by that movie and that entire movie was shot in a warehouse and the Whoa. entire movie right yeah, you sorry, know, sorry, sorry, that was in a jungle yes. i just i just told, i just talk. told casey there's no santa claus <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry or is there there, there could is, be. Uh, yeah. there is. Uh, <laughs> so uh, have you been watching a lot of youtubers and things like that people playing the game because that's what my kids do constantly yes yeah, so i actually uh sat down with uh with one of those guys um uh He's a 22-year-old kid, and he just makes YouTube videos for Minecraft. And if you look look him up, he's got some of these videos have – it's just him playing Minecraft. Yeah. 95 million views, 150 million views. Yeah. Million views. Yep. But look it's at like, like PewDiePie, those, those guys who, who, who are just have phenomenal followings, and they're, they're playing and talking about the game they're playing. Yes. That's what they, that's what they do. Yes. I've become well-versed in Stampy Cat. Yes. <laughs> Stampy. Captain Sparkles. Diamond <laughs> Minecart. Dan the Diamond Minecart. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm in it, babe. A Ballistic Squid. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, know all I'm those there. guys. Yeah, you know them. Yep, absolutely. They all have houses in the Hollywood Hills. Unbelievable. <laughs> so what's the... T- the the, the the tone and tenor of the of the movie going to be is it going to be a, a, a 
It's going to be live action, okay. Which is which is going to be kind of strange and subversive, and um, but it's going to have kind of the comedy of. It's going to feel a lot like um, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what oh, I'm going for, awesome, which awesome. I love. I love that movie. Love it. Yeah, uh, and the sequel to that's coming out soon too, as well. Um, I wanted to ask you sort of a philosophical question. We had uh, Jason Siegel in studio a few years ago, and he was promoting uh, "I Love You, Man," and um, he talked about how I met your mother as sort of the what got him to the dance a little bit, and it opened up all these doors for him. And um, maybe he was was past that in his career, but he still loved doing it because of of what it had gotten, the doors that it had opened up for him. Do you do you kind of feel that way about Sonny? Um, when you look back on the, the arc of that show and how long it's lasted, or, do, or is it still your baby? It's definitely still my baby. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine a better job, and I don't take it for granted. And as far as, as far as I'm concerned, as long as the audience is still there, as long as we're still having fun making it, and that we can still make fresh and original episodes that are fun and funny, and the network wants to keep making them, we'll, I'll just keep doing it forever. The way that I look the show at the show is I, I leave it for a little while, and then I come back, and I'm reminded as how funny it is. And I think it was the Wade Boggs episode that got me back into it. And there are so many ways to consume it now. You'll be channel surfing, and it'll come across it on Comedy Central, or it's on Netflix or wherever. And I love revisiting it. I love coming back to it because it is still a good show. And I'm not saying that because you're sitting here. I'm saying it because it makes me laugh, you know, and not everything out there does that. Does it still make you laugh? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do it if if it didn't. And and we still we still take it very seriously, like that we care about it and we don't want to we just don't want to make a bad episode. So look, every episode can't be great, but it's not for lack of trying. We 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 swing for the fences uh, in every episode. It's and a, we never take one off. It's a limited more limited schedule, so you you're not, you know, you're not having to come up with 30 episodes, which makes it cool. And and again, I agree with Nick and and I know we all Casey believes this as well. Uh, that it's it's getting better and better the more um, it, it started great the more sociopathic and off the wall <laughs> and avant garde it, it mm-hmm. has become. I mean, my my fa- probably my favorite episode of the entire series was the the, the almost one set the Family Feud. Mm-hmm. Oh my <laughs> so, god! <laughs> just howlingly <laughs> funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Your wife, man. <laughs> but that's not easy either. It's like, not. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, in fact, it's incredibly difficult to make it <laughs> consistently funny. Well, we ha- we do have the luxury of only doing ten episodes a year, so the, so we can keep up the the, the quality because we're focused on those 10 episodes, like Steve was saying. And then we have uh, six months off. So that's an important six months because not only does it allow us to spend time with our families and friends and, or, or do other work that we want to do, but it allows us to go out and like just recharge mm-hmm. and go experience life and then be able to come back and have more things to satire. I'll tell you what, about. though. The, those 10 weeks... They they go by real quick. Yeah, and, and yeah. I'm telling you, like the last probably like the last four seasons, I'm like, it, it's over already. <laughs> oh, I feel that way about Game of Thrones, man. Yeah. <laughs> what I a didn't bummer. watch last last. I, I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah. We'll watch it yeah. tomorrow. Isn't was, this a radio show? <laughs> a daily radio show? No, I was drive home from the you, store. You, you, you're misunderstanding now. The, the days of talking about an episode when it aired are over because yeah. you get you get bashed for spoiler alert crap. We when Lost was on. We used to talk and do the recaps all the time. We talked about your episodes and everything. Now, if you talk about a show the day after, you're going to be excoriated for revealing plot points. Remember the time where Nick ruined the Flyers game for you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I forgot all about. Yeah, that's right. Flyers, Devils in the playoffs. That's right. Sorry. 
I should have watched the, the, the final episode last night, but, you know, we get up at 4 a.m., we got a golf outing to play today, blah, 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 blah. So yes. I'll watch it. So you watched it, obviously. Were you happy? I was very happy, yeah, okay. but but also depressed, as I as I always get at the end of each season, because it's over. And you got to wait so damn long. And I'm yep. constantly complaining to those guys, because they're good friends of ours, um, to, to, to do more episodes, and they... They throw it right back at me. Well, yeah. they wrote an episode yeah, of Sunny, right? Episodes, yeah. yeah, they wrote an episode of Sunny a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and how, how did that come about? I mean, you, you found out they were fans, or you? Did... Yeah, we. Uh, well, we were we were we were friends, um, and they uh, they pitched us. We went out to dinner one night, and and David and Dan pitched me an episode of the show that I thought was really funny, and I Which brought one? it back to the guys. Um, it was um, it was where Charlie gets smart. For an episode, <laughs> like Flowers for Algernon, it was, it was yeah. based on Flowers for for Algernon. <laughs> yes. Actually, and, the movie was called Charlie. Yeah. Yes. 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 And so they they pitched it uh, uh, over dinner, and I thought, wow, it was really funny. And I and I brought it back to Glenn and Charlie, and they were like, look, a- a- any opportunity where we don't have to write a script, we really take. It. <laughs> and you still only did ten episodes. That we, season. Yes, and then we did nine. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were they were great. Oh shoot! What was I going to say? Oh, it was, it was a really good question too. Rob. Well, may I jump yeah. in while yeah. you think yeah, about you that? The you know the the chronology of the show and you guys getting together and that sort of symmetry and chemistry that occurred is 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 the proverbial lightning in a bottle. But did you did you meet on a, on a horror movie? I don't. The story's been told and probably told inaccurately. But were you all working on a horror movie? No, Charlie and I actually met because we were both living in New York City and we were flying out to L.A. to screen test for the same part okay. in, a, in a TV show. And we sat, we were on the same plane. So we met on the plane and I saw him reading his script and I noticed it was the same as mine. We started talking and you I noticed it was the same character. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I noticed it was the same character. <laughs> and, you know, I, I like got on the plane and I was like super confident it was a comedy. I was like super confident. I'm like, I'm going to get this job. Like by the end of the flight, I was like, I'm not going to get this job. <laughs> this guy's going to get this job. Oh, man. And so- then uh, it, it wound up Fall, this is the entertainment business, business, but it wound up um, falling apart. So we, we they they put us up. We stayed in the hotel the next morning. We did the test in the morning, and then by the afternoon, the whole show fell apart. They, they oh man, no kidding! You've had a, cu- a couple. For example, you and correct me if I'm wrong. You you had an, uh, a script that you had written optioned by Paul Schrader, yes, who wrote Taxi Driver and yes. and uh, uh, Raging, Raging Bull. Bull, yeah. So I mean, he's one of the absolute best screenwriters in the, in the business. What what was the project? Um, it was called Those Invited In. It was uh, it was my first script. So I I was uh, struggling in New York, ha- going through those kinds of things like with Charlie and not not getting jobs and working in a. What are you like twenty one at this point? Yeah, I was twenty. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah, twenty two. And uh, just complaining about not working. And then my manager at the time um, was actually still my manager. Uh, said, hey, why don't you? write something so that's that's what i did and i wrote this uh very dark drama very different than sunny not not a comedy at all yeah in fact i never considered myself a very funny person and i was never really um i wasn't known and i wasn't that that, in fact that comedy that i was going out for to test with charlie was like an anomaly i I was never going out for those kinds of parts i'm not a funny person (laughs) i was never a funny person in high school i wasn't funny you're not going to convince us of that no yeah yeah. well i i just i i i think what i'm good at is surrounding myself with people who are much more talented at something i'm endeavoring at and then i just sort of i just 
get my hooks into them, and then yeah, I, just yeah. ride, I just ride them into the sunset. Well, I'll tell you what. You, the entire cast is super charming in their own way. Um, and what I love about you guys, and we've, we've talked about this on our show, is that uh, you guys never win. In, in all the um, seasons you guys have, have made, in all the shows you've ever made, you've only won in one episode, and that was the Philadelphia episode. Uh-huh. Um, and it's really hard because there's a you know like there's two shows that I really like uh, where the main characters don't win, um, and and it starts to get annoying after a little while. Silicon Valley, those guys keep losing, and I still love the show, but I'm like, you just want them to win, just you know, I just need just one once, vic- yeah, just, just mm-hmm. one victory. Also, can uh, I last, guess last man on earth, last man on yeah, earth, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Will Forte keeps losing, yeah. and you just want them to win, <laughs> but for some reason, like you guys keep losing, and it doesn't matter to me. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and I don't know how you guys were able to to do that for the viewer. Well, one thing I'll say is, um, you know, like the guys in Silicon Valley aren't sociopaths. That's the (laughs) thing. And and so (laughs) they seem like sweet guys that you want want to succeed. Our our characters are... Huffing paint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, degenerates, and yeah. so I think that has a lot, lot, to, lot to do with it. It seems more linear with their, yeah, the, the, the failure. We did the episode with you, and uh, uh, Fred Savage was the the director, and and uh, we were down at City Hall, and there was a huge crowd of people, and it was so cool to watch you guys. Go over and interact, and you, you, ladies and gentlemen, it's Kevin from the Wonder Years. You're just totally hanging him out to dry. It was so there funny, was, and the crowd ate it up. Man. They, they shot one episode in South Philly one year, and uh, it was a char- it was the Serp- Serpico episode, and there oh, was, I was with you, yeah, for that. yeah, and there was a bus of like seventh and eighth grade girls that went, you know, Center City or, or South South Philly, and. They saw Danny DeVito and they went nuts, you yeah. know. And to see these young girls but go they didn't crazy, know who, they were like, "Hey, it's that guy from the thing." Yeah, it's, I think he's in Matilda or the Lorax, you know. But it was so cool to see several generations up and down go go crazy. But for remember, like he that. went off to the side and he was like taking pictures, signing autographs, and you guys were like, "Danny, you have to get on set. Yeah. It's time to start filming." Yeah. That pr- that's pretty much our entire. <laughs> will, will, will he wander like a child, just kind of, you know? Yeah, well, all, all day, every day. That's what I figured. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of his approach to life. Yeah. Do you have like Just a cat wrangler who takes care of A Danny Wrangler. <laughs> a Danny Wrangler. <laughs> yeah, he's actually taught me quite a bit about, just speaking to Nick's point, uh, uh, about... Um, you know, we've been on the air now for, for 12 years, which is yeah. almost like an entire generation of, of, of viewers. So mm-hmm. you have... I have... We have writers in our room right now. There's a writing team, two ladies, and they've been watching us since eighth grade. Wow. Yeah, and and we ha- and now they're professional writers, so we have to seek them out because we want to bring in young younger people, uh, you know, as much as we can. Yeah, you figure when you guys started, some kid that was twelve years old was sneaking in to watch the show, is now in their mid twenties. Yes, you know, yes. it's like a Simpsons writers uh, are weren't born when the show began. Yes, it's insane, and it's important because you know, and this is something that Danny said to me very early on when I asked him, "Hey, why?" After we had already had him sign his contract, I'm like, "Why would you want to do this show, man?" <laughs> it <laughs> seemed he said because his kids thought it was funny, and I'm wow. like, "Do you think it's funny?" He's like, "Yeah, I get most of it, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get all of it." <laughs> and I thought, "Wow, that's a great that's a great point." Like, very very rarely will you see comedy transcend generation. It's you know there 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 are a few people out there that do, but. But but that's those are anomalies, and so we, you have to like find young people and ask them, hey, what's what's funny, and try to to to, to stay relevant. To it's stay. job security. Yeah, it's part of the deal. I was at an event yesterday, and the the 
13, 14 year old girl listen to the show and her dad <laughs> listen to the show. Like, well, oh, yeah, but that's. You cast the widest net. I was watching The Simpsons with my kids last night, and there were a couple of adult jokes that I laughed at. And my 10-year-old was like, why is that funny? I'm like, I can't. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. I'll I'll let you know in a little while. But it wasn't like overly dirty or anything like that, but it was just you know sort of above her head. But But the crazy thing about The Simpsons is you could have just as easily had that same experience, except you were the 10-year-old and Mm -hmm. your dad was watching with you. Living in a world without The Simpsons doesn't seem uh, possible. I have to ask you, we had uh, Bill Burr on the... uh, the phone he's pushing his gigs, and he was just, he, he loved, obviously, he was going off about you in, in particular and how much he loved working with you. Uh, the show was Pariah, is mm-hmm. that you're working on? Is yeah. there, and he was, he loved the whole experience. Is, yeah. that, is that done? Yeah, dead. 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 Dennis Dillinger. It drew, it drove me insane. Yeah. It was look, well, I've made pilots before for shows that have been terrible, and it's just, it, it just happens. You know, you can't, you, you, you do your best. That was a great pilot. It was a great show, and FX didn't, didn't pick it up, and it drove me insane. That wasn't the because wow. he also had a uh, an animated show. Is that no? It's not okay. that. All right, no. It's wild because you mentioned the way that the business works. We had <clears throat> Kevin Smith on not that long ago. He's going to do uh, Mall Rats too at the Exton Square Mall. So where he's going to shoot? Oh, really? That. Yeah, yeah. And it announced that initially it was going to start filming this past February, and we're like, oh yeah. He's like, man, I'm going to need people out there. I'm going to have you guys help us get you know blah 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 on this, and we were all pumped for it. February came and went, <laughs> nothing. And it goes on, and then we eventually had him on. We're like, what's going on? And he tells us this bureaucratic, this story of just how things fall apart. In Smith, it, it ends fashion, up, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, because it took 35 <laughs> yeah. minutes for him to tell us that, because uh, he talks a lot, which is wonderful, because he really gives you all the details. But how it, you know, you're walking up to the line, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's happening, it's happening, and it's not happening. Yeah. That happens a lot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, quite a bit. It's It's interesting, like... They, they they call it the green light, right? So you're going to get a green light to go make a movie. What I found is that the green light doesn't really ever happen. It just sort of slowly rolls out. And this is, you know, you're going to go make a $150 million movie, and you're supposed to start shooting on Monday. You would think that you'd get the green light six months prior. Right. You get the green light on Friday. Wow. And you don't know whether or not you're flying to... You know, Egypt or wherever you're gonna, you're wherever you're gonna shoot it until Friday afternoon. And they say, "Oh, you're actually making it." Oh, okay, I guess I'm making it. Wow. It's that precarious with, yeah. with something that that big. Uh, to me, it's, you're obviously you, you, the whole collective is so creative. You would figure, from our point of view on the other side of the screen, would say you, you've got to have, you know, cred and gravitas where you, you you're behind something and you're championing it. But still, it doesn't matter. They they look at it and somebody says, looks at this pariah and says, "Ah, eh, no." Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, that that gets you. That only gets you so far. But at the end of the day, it's it's one person's decision. And if they they decide they don't want to do it, then they don't want to. There do you it. go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, look, it, there was a whole big hullabaloo about like a few years ago how S- Steven Spielberg couldn't get the Lincoln movie made. He couldn't get it made. He he couldn't. Steven Spielberg could not get a movie made, and almost <laughs> had to go to HBO to do it. And then eventually, they wound up getting the financing. But that's crazy. That's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I wanted to ask you about your involvement with Cora. Um, it's been a lifelong thing for you. It has. And uh, so um, they've had this golf tournament for a few years, and then uh, they got you to be involved, and then you got us to be involved, and now it's sort of blown up, which is an awesome thing. Um, can you talk a little bit about what Cora does and why it's so important to you? Yes. Um, it's uh, Cora, first of all, has been around for about 40 years, and my father worked there for most most of it. So I've grown up in, in the community. It's an, it's an agency out in the Northeast in Fox Chase, that um, that provides therapy and guidance to children and families experiencing uh, emotional uh, difficulties. 
uh, people in crisis. And um, they have built their – it's just amazing how, how, how much they've grown over the years. They now service about 16,000 children, youth, and families across the city. And I just don't feel like there's enough uh, awareness of of what they do, so I I want to I'm I'm just proselytizing for them, and I and I and I want to get involved as much as I can. I'd never heard of it prior mm-hmm. to your. I mean, and we're yeah. we're pretty charity connected and get bombarded with requests uh, all the time. So yeah, well, mission accomplished on that level because it's it seems like a great organization and it, it runs the gamut from all sorts of services as, as well. I mean, from the most uh, dramatic to just you know keeping someone engaged and and uh, you know on the on the right path. Yes. So. Yes. And and I, I have a special affinity for it, uh, not only because of my father, but they have a, a summer camp that I not only attended my entire youth, but then worked at ah. uh, all through high school. Uh, I was the uh, I was the maintenance man for a couple of years, and then I was you actually were Bill a Murray. Yeah. yeah, yes, I was. And then I was a, then I was a camp counselor for many years. So um, you know, I, I just feel like it's a great organization. I'm I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm Very glad that cool. you guys are a part of it as well. Yeah, we're excited, man. And is the whole cast in town? Everybody, everybody. everybody's everybody's going to be there. Charlie and I are going to play. Glenn's going to play. Is He's, the waitress there? She's there. Nice. Um, Danny is going to be the marshal. Okay, <laughs> so he's going to drive around in a uh, golf cart with a megaphone and make sure everybody's moving. The marsh at, yeah. at, at a proper pace. Yeah. Caitlin will be there. She's going to be running the uh, live auction. Okay. See how foul-mouthed she'll, she'll get for charity. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we're all going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice, man. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a nice day today, too. Trying to see if we're leaving anything out because it's been six years since we've had. Oh, uh, I know. Well, my Rob wife here, has so. got uh, a new show coming out on Fox. What is it? Called The Mick. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that just uh, last week, yeah. It's crazy funny. Yeah. It's crazy funny. It's great to see her as the lead of a show, and it's just... She deserves it. Yeah, Yeah. she's the best. Does she she dial it back at home because she is so insanely talented and so insanely funny? (laughs) In what way? (laughs) Dial back like the... The insanity. Yes. The (laughs) F-bombs. No, yeah, what what dialing back would you say? It's just in her general... Well, all right, so I, I really only know your wife as as D. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. So, so to me, that's she's a version of that at home. She's got to be a little bit like that at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is, is yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Okay, there's a little yeah. bit. Of it. Right, so, for instance, uh, over the weekend, I was at a, uh, a go- uh, I'm sorry, a soccer tournament, right? And there was another guy who works for this company. He works in radio. He's a, he's a radio host. He and I were at the same barbecue afterwards, and at one point, he and I were both sitting off to the side, not talking, because, you know, people just assume that because we work on a radio show that we like to talk, and, and we do, but we also to like, we also like to not talk. Yeah. So at one point, I just, I, I, I kind of shaded off, and then he came walking by, he was sitting down, I go, don't worry, I go, if you sit down, you won't have to talk at all. And he's like, <laughs> oh, that's so great. And then we sat down, and we just sat there in silence for like... Fifteen minutes until so. Do you sit in silence? Yeah. <laughs> What's, yeah. yeah. So my point is, I can't wait to hear the point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's We're the point? My too. point is, are we different at work? It's going to yeah. be good. It's going to be good. Uh, yes, she's not a sociopathic narcissist. Uh, degenerate. Right. Yeah. Does she do voices? Does she do? <laughs> does she do accents? She drinks. Okay. There, there you, you go. go. There's a there common ground. There's the D in her. Yeah. Does she look the same when she's at home? <laughs> she looks very similar. Okay. Yeah, okay. She's got blonde hair Yeah, at home? but still has blonde hair, tall. Okay, yeah. okay cool. Fair yeah. enough. 
Wow. Uh, all right, listen. <laughs> Forget, no, we can't end on that. <laughs> well, it's we got to wrap it up, oh, and Rob's got a long day ahead of him. Yes. He's got to head over to the golf course and start getting ready for this event. I did. <laughs> all that good stuff. So, right. Rob McElhenney, ladies and gentlemen. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. The Beat File brought to you by Godshalls. Check out the new Godshalls packaging where you buy bacon. Easier to read nutrition, like 80% less fat than pork and 6 grams of protein. Real wood smoke taste, Godshalls. Here's uh, kind of a follow-up story. Authorities are investigating whether an electrician intentionally leapt to his death from the 53rd floor of Los Angeles' Los Angeles's tallest skyscraper wow. onto an intersection humming with a normal weekday's bustle. Uh, the coroner is also investigating the possibility of Thursday's death being a workplace accident because it happened at a construction site. But police and officials interviewed workers who said the fall appeared to be a suicide. There was no note left. So the fall killed him? Yes, the fall killed okay. him. Okay. Took some time for people below to realize the horror of what had happened. Times photographer Mel Melcon, who was on assignment at the building, said, uh, No one thought it was a body. We heard no screams. Uh, the man was identified as Joseph Sabatino. What was the, were there any indications that he had been despondent or anything leading up to that? Not or? that I know of. Nothing. Uh, he had taken off his hard hat and had not been wearing a safety harness because it wasn't required for the bottom floors he had been working on. Uh, work shut down on Friday and counselors mm. will be on hand for employees. So the tallest building in Los Angeles is? 53 stories, I guess. Not, all it's not that, that tall, big. yeah. L.A. doesn't have big, tall no. buildings. It's really spread out. Uh, but it's pretty wild because when the, you know, the the stories of jumpers and all that stuff they really they really downplay it in the news. I mean, I think it happens a lot more, especially in New York, right? Because yeah, we all oh, absolutely, but they I guess they don't want to incite or they don't yeah, and that's why they actually others. yeah they actually won't um, report it unless it's causing another issue. Like if there's a traffic issue, then they'll report it. Sometimes but, happens on the bridges around here. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And you don't really hear much about it because they don't want to sensationalize it. Right. To right. People who are thinking about doing exactly. it exactly. Yeah. Uh, in a horrifying incident, a man who suspected his sister-in-law of practicing witchcraft and black magic on his family, I think this took place in India, uh, chopped off her head with a sharp-edged chopper. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did she finally uh, give it up? Uh, in Uttar Pradesh. According to the preliminary investigation by the police, the subject, uh, Uttam, uh, had been blaming his sister-in-law, Dandevi, of doing witchcraft on his brother, Takur. Before you jump to conclusions, she was a witch. Uh, he died on February 5th. He had been accusing her of tying some voodoo. It's called a tavij, which is a locket on a tree outside of their house. You put your locket on the tree. You are a witch, and so I chopped her head off. Which he believed had resulted in his brother's death. Eyewitnesses have reportedly told the police that on Thursday, Utam... Uh, again, found a Taviz tied to the same tree, and he got into an altercation with Dandevi, accusing her, again, of attempting to kill some th- someone in his family by her witchcraft. Though Dandevi kept denying, uh, Utam picked up a chopper and hacked her over 15 times, dismembering her head from her neck. We were able to reach a resolution. Yeah, I guess so, right? <laughs> wow. 
Casey, this speaks to you. A nursery worker is suffering from a mysterious condition that causes parts of her teeth to fall out when she sneezes. Oh, wow. Uh, Lindsey Grant. Just don't drink to a straw. Uh, is in constant agony after her teeth crumbled away, leaving gaps for blood and pus to fill her mouth and triggering painful gum abscesses. Blood and pus. Yeah. Mm -mm. The teenager has been uh, bullied as a result of the illness and hospitalized due to repeated infections, and her crumbling teeth mean she can now only eat soft food. Ooh, man, but that is putting... Uh, Doctors believe Miss Grant's type 1 diabetes may be causing her teeth to become weak. Is Uh, it... But she believes there is another cause and has shared her story in a desperate plea to find someone who can help her. Is there anything they can do? Can they put in Well, yeah, the, the, the implants are too expensive for her. Oh, man. Dennis say the only treatment available is for her to get uh, is to have all her teeth extracted and she'll need to pay 20 or actually more like 40000 for implants because they're classed as a cosmetic, as cosmetic dentistry. This is in but the she UK. needs them, though. Uh, she said, um, sometimes I just go home and cry because it really gets uh-huh. to me. But she sneezes sometimes, and they'll fall out. That messed up. Ew. After being diagnosed. (laughs) 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 After being diagnosed with uh, type 1 diabetes, his young child, Ms. Grant, was taken to the dentist every four months for regular checkups. By age 14, she had never had a filling, so was surprised she started suffering pain in her back teeth. That's horrific. She underwent emergency treatment to have the nerves removed as they were hitting the roots of the teeth and causing her discomfort. Uh, but following the treatment, she found her teeth suddenly began to disintegrate. That sucks. Mm, that's awful. Wow. All right, what else do I have here for you? Something a little more pleasant. Yeah, please. Somebody growing teeth where they don't want them. Uh, this was pretty funny. This took place last week. Singing your heart out is great, but it won't necessarily get you out of going to jail. In Michigan, Detroit, <laughs> Brian Earl Taylor found this uh, found this out the hard way. After he was found guilty of unlawful imprisonment and carrying a concealed weapon... He belted out an apology to the judge to the tune of Adele's song, Hello. And it wasn't even that good a rendering. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. He said, he, he's saying, hello there, Your Honor. I want to say I'm sorry for that thing that I've done. So it's right out of, hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he should have sang, after all that we've been through, I will make it up to you. I promise you. <laughs> After all that's been said and done, you're part of me. I have a gun. I have a gun. Yeah. We were all Get out! Tackle him! God, is that Chicago? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Peter Cetera, right? Yeah. Or Peter Cetera. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so anyhow, the judge, uh, Judge Darlene O'Brien, ta- uh, told Taylor he was, quote, obviously a talented young man. But still sentenced him to this two, is him, by the way. to two years in prison. Yeah, he did have five other charges against him in uh, the case dismissed, though. So maybe it worked a little bit, but didn't keep him from going to jail. All right, and then uh, finally we'll end with this story. I love this story. All right, okay, it's it's short and it's kind of silly, but I like it. <clears throat> Sometimes it's better not to be honest. Redditor user uh, Vovicius, because they go by you know screen names. Okay, Vovicius. Uploaded a photo of his grandmother's decorative rock, which she has had in her house for eight years. The problem is, it's not a rock. It's one of those giant jawbreaker candies all dried out. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, and he writes and says, I don't have the heart to tell her. 
It's a decorative rock. And she, she thinks, thinks it's, it's a decorative rock. Like right. a colorful rock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's got all, it's all, all the colors. But yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> and it's perfectly Petrified round. gum. There you go. There's a picture. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. He says he has no idea why it hasn't disintegrated or been taken over by ants, but he can't. Uh, he the chemicals, can't, right? He can't bring himself to tell his grandmother that it's a jawbreaker and not a decorative rock. That's hilarious. I love that. Uh, I and love at this it. point, she should never know. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. Totally. Just that, at the point where she's about to slip into Oh, see, and part of it was cut open. Did you see that? Put yeah. that picture back up. So you know how the, there's a cross-section and all the different colors? That's what Look she sees. Look at that. That must be the iron pyrite. <laughs> <laughs> there's like nine separate gems in there yeah. beautiful uh, you don't find that in nature a lot yeah. and mostly in gumball machines it's very rare it's very rare rock grandma i'm i'm fading i'm i'm going i'm passing into the into the sweet release of death it's gum <laughs> what you know you could have waited yeah. and never told her i just wanted you to carry that with you all right son they, of a gun that's what i have in the bizarre file i'm going to you. kick your ass <laughs> Best burger in all of Philadelphia. Taste for yourself at this year's Burger Brawl in a brand new spot. Round one. Join 93.3 WMMR at the Navy Yard Sunday, September 15th and enjoy unlimited bites of burgers from the city's top restaurants. Proceeds benefit the fund for the School District of Philadelphia, a nonprofit supporting school literacy programs through technology. Tickets on sale now. Get complete details and all the ingredients for a great day at WMMR.com. Burger Brawl 2019. Let's go a few rounds. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR, with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Godshaws. Check out the new Godshaws packaging where you buy bacon. Easier to read nutrition, like 80% less fat than pork and 6 grams of protein. Real wood smoke taste, Godshaws. What's going on, Steve? Well, Justin Bieber explaining why he walked off stage during a concert in Manchester, England last week. Bieber told the London Daily Mail that his, quote, Heine made poo-poo. Oh, my God. (laughs) Donald Trump. Thanked Phil Robertson on Saturday after the Duck Dynasty patriarch voiced his support for him. Robertson also presented Trump with an authentic Civil War dueling pistol that he found in his beard. <laughs> oh, my God. And Caitlyn Jenner rumored to be getting additional plastic surgery to make her more attractive to men. And in a related story, Caitlyn officially unveiled her new line of bracelets made out of truck tires. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends, we are gathered here today to celebrate our dearest Kathy's quinceanera. Uh, now, as is the tradition with many young Latina girls, the 15th birthday is celebrated as a rite of passage, as a transition to womanhood. Yes, yes. Sadly, 40 years ago when Kathy was 15, <laughs> she did not get her quinceanera and she never fully made that leap to womanhood, despite what you may have read on various bathroom walls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Regardless, today we gather to right or wrong, to correct the mistake, to make good on a celebration that should have happened 40 years ago when Kathy was 15. (laughs) So now we present to you on her quinceanera, which should have happened 40 years ago when she was 15, (laughs) 
Kathy, Consuelo, Eva, Anastasia, Mercedes, Valentina, Black China, Romano, Best Melon Camp, and her Quinceañera Court. Yeah. Yeah. are entering into the studio. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Her court is entering into the studio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Quinceañera. Amazing. Oh, my God. Describe, Preston. She looks so beautiful. And the music of Mariachi Flores. Yeah! Oh my God, the court looks gorgeous. Kathy looks phenomenal. Mariachi Flores, our uh, mariachi band here this morning. I'm going to give you the details on them. But Kathy, you look amazing. This is incredible. (laughs) I know I do, dummy. (laughs) I always do. She is wearing this aqua-colored dress with uh, pink highlights all over it, a a beautiful sparkly tiara, uh, sparkly pink earrings, and a a huge necklace And as as they say in the language, the gown hugs your gazongas. Yes. (laughs) Muy, muy bonita. Thank you. Gracias. Oh, my God. Ah, very uh, nice. And let me let me uh, introduce her court here this morning. We have uh, April and Courtney and Karina, Angela and Elisa, who are yes. all parts. And, and Mary. 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 I didn't even know Meredith was going to be a part of your court, and that dress fits you wonderfully. <laughs> oh, 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 Meredith knew either. Como se dice sloppy. <laughs> and you know what? We were going to save him for later on, but ladies and gentlemen. The Godfather of the Morning, Bert Kreischer. I've been working on my Mexican accent all day, yeah. but I feel very racist doing it in front of the mariachi band. <laughs> Listen, now, so Bert, I will leave it for later. <laughs> Bert, we're going to make some concessions today because we are—it's a celebration of this event, which we only really became aware. Preston, you—you're keying off the Will Ferrell. Uh, oh, yeah, and ha- Chad Smith had yeah. their quinceanera party, which and, they thought it was overdue. And we thought, man, if they're going to have it, Kathy, who clearly did look Puerto Rican when she was 15, exactly. needed one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what this is all about, the, the realization of a dream. And also sending her properly into womanhood. Yes. Yeah, and I've got a lot of tips. Do you, oh, you because do. you said you have gone to your share of quinceaneras yourself. Oh, I've been to it. They call it a plethora. <laughs> a plethora. <laughs> a plethora. Zenny Fabellos, Marlene Tamayos, Michelle Tamayos. <laughs> wow. I've been to a lot of quinceaneras. All right. Excellent. So, well, listen, I have a list in front of me here, oh and we gosh. are going to follow it. Uh, because today, even though uh, Bert is our guest of honor, uh, Kathy is what today's show is all about. It's her quinceanera party, Aww. the one she never had 40 years ago. <laughs> It wasn't 40 years ago, no. (laughs) And listen, we have designated, and Bert agreed. He was officially asked, and uh, he had agreed to be Kathy's surrogate godfather, and the godfather is a big part of the quinceanera party, right? Yes, very big part. And uh, so uh, he has to play a a couple of roles in this, so I think one of the things that we need to do now 
uh, is that, well, first of all, Kathy's uh, godfather, his, her real godfather died in a tragic vacuuming accident. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, know that. that's why we had to replace him. So this awesome. is why you, Bert, have been honored. That sucks. Uh, with, uh, agreeing to be her surrogate godfather in this most special day, which really should have happened 40 years ago when she was 15. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say before we do this first dance moment between the godfather and uh, the quinceanera princess? No, no, no. You were legitimately honored when we brought it up on the phone and and uh, you said you've attended a number of these yourself. Yeah. So uh, anything you want to impart to Kathy before the dance, you've witnessed this actually happen. Yeah, before the dance, Kathy, there's a lot of things you need to know about your body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know if it's happened to you. Once a month, you're going to get fat. <laughs> I don't know why. It just happens. Yeah. You're going to get mean and fat. So get used to it. Okay. Uh, uh, it's cool. Your body's going to grow. That's what men want. Yeah. Not right now, but when they're older. <laughs> it is an honor to be your godfather. This is a touching moment. I remember when you were born, your dad, dad looked at me and said, one day, I want you to dance with this person. <laughs> Take her shoes off and dance with her. I'm just shocked I'm still alive. To yeah, be honest with you. amazing. When, look, when your dad looked at me, I was like, "You think I'll make it 15 years? Are you saying that I'll be here in 15 years? Why am I laughing so much today?" But well, let's buy Lar. All right, all right. It's- let's buy Lar. Well, I think we should do this. You guys That's ready? That's the first okay. dance for everyone. The first wonderful. dance. So, Bert, you can take your headphones off. Please. Kathy, you guys go center stage. Ladies and listen, gentlemen. Listen, if things get sensual, just realize that's part of this ceremony. Oh, there, there's <laughs> traditionally a lot of groping and probing, correct? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for this moment, Mariachi Flores. Yay! Oh, this is beautiful. So the two of them are meeting in front of the mariachi band. And Bird is kind of sashaying over. And you can watch all this. We have it live on streaming video. He has taken her hand, and now they begin the traditional dance. Oh. I'm going to cry. I know. Oh my. And Bert's dancing. He's wearing his scrubs. <laughs> yes, he's wearing red scrubs today. <laughs> wow. Bert has some nice moves. A beautiful song. Ah. So dancing a waltz. And uh, Bert, from time to time, will go. Oh, he's getting, the hips are getting in now. It's turning into salsa. They've gone double time as they move back and forth. Bert is now down on his knees, holding his hand out, allowing Kathy to turn and move and use her dress. Living in the moment of this transformation from girl. To, and now Bert is taking his shirt off. He's unbuttoning his shirt. <laughs> There it is. The, shirt is the Godfather shirt has come off. He has slammed it on the ground. And now he's moving it to wrap his shirt around her neck oh and pull gosh. her in Magic Mike style as he is now grinding on this young woman blossoming into womanhood. And he is now backing his Heidi up and she's spanking him as well. As he gyrates and pops his butt back forth, this is unbelievable. Knowing what Kathy thinks about sweaty shirts, this is... Oh, my God, she's hugging it now. She is. And he's taking kind of a matador type of stance. And they're back to the traditional waltz. Oh, this is wonderful. I'd like to share my God. Yeah. He's allowing you to step in. 
Showing it is now. Nick is taking it awkwardly. Kathy's hand. Gorgeous. Bird, you have some moves on you. Steve? Steve is stepping in for a dance. Take a moment here. Oh, this is this is really precious. Very precious. Are we all going to dance? Steve is is doing a few dances. Here comes Casey. He's moving in. He's across the room. Oh, boy. And Bert has now tossed (laughs) Kathy. Casey is doing the eighth grade lean-in slow dance. With his head planted squarely on her chest. Steve, I'm going in. All right, Preston going over. By the way, we've all tasted Bert Kreischer's sweat off of Kathy. Preston, Preston, clearly the paternal figure for Kathy here, dancing, lovely, saying goodbye to the young lady, soon to welcome the adult woman, Kathy, gyrating, it's beautiful, Preston, well done. Wonderful. All right. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Mariachi Flores. Yes. Look at that. That is beautiful dancing right there. Look at that. Kathy's this should be a music video for Julio. What's the guy's name? Iglesias. Iglesias. <laughs> That's good. Way to go, guys. We should be on the game show. I kept, uh, Dan, that was good. I was stepping on Kathy's quinceanera de- oh, dress. No. It's I know, not even possible not to. It's huge. I know. Apparently, I did better than you, Nick. Okay. <laughs> that, was, oh. that was awesome. Bert, Guys, you've got some moves. Yeah, you, 1,700 you... steps in that one. <laughs> <laughs> on your Fitbit? Fitbit? On my Fitbit. I'm up there. Yeah. yeah. I was at 700. And now we're a little out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie to you. I guess I can't be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> On one of the oh. medical dramas, yes. Exactly. <laughs> that was wonderful. Well, we all got a dance. I wasn't expecting that. Was that. Well, thank oh. you. See, we rely on you, Bert, because you've been, and a number of our invitees today have actually had uh, quinceaneras of their own, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, again, we are neophytes when it comes to this stuff, but we, uh, we're we learning. We love it. By the we way, love the culture. One of the girls who's here, her sister's quinceanera cost $35,000. Oh, my Shut God. Up. What? That, that costs Shut more than up. my wedding. Uh-huh. Yeah. Way more than my wedding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it costs more than my wedding, too. <laughs> the, what's your name again? Karina. Karina? It costs more Karina. than our bathroom. Karina. 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 Hi, Karina. Huh. So, who's, who's uh, quinceanera cost that much? My sister's. Oh, my. And did you get one that was that expensive? No, I went on a trip to Europe. Okay. So and then it... I had a party at my house. I'm from Panama. Okay. We don't wear a tiara or change the shoes. <laughs> but they get rings that are similar ring. to a wedding ring. Oh, wow. Can I see that? Well, no. Mine is small. Oh, it's okay. still fitter, guys. In, it has diamonds in it. Oh, my gosh. So uh, so it can be different in, in different cultures. That they, they have uh, different traditions and so forth? Yes. Okay. Okay, right. so as far as you know now, are we doing okay with the celebration? We're doing amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. Could yeah. I, I just give a shout out to yes. my friend Chris Warnish? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do this thing instead of shout outs. We I do shout outs. I thought she meant second. I was like, oh, definitely. I could actually fart, but I, I'm going to dress. Here's your shout out. You can't hear it, but we're playing the song Panama from Van Halen. Oh, just for you. And uh, Steve, give her a shout, please. All right, there you go. And that's for who? Chris Warnish. All right, Chris. All right, all right, thank, thank you. you. And thanks for being here, Karina. Yeah. Part of uh, Kathy's court this morning and her quinceanera. <laughs> all right, well, we are going to do the shoe tradition, I believe, and uh, we need Kathy on a chair. Right? Yeah, it's time to move on to one of the most oh. important parts of the quinceanera celebration, which is 
the high heel ceremony. You forgot what? I have a sombrero for Bird. I totally I brought uh, one in. Uh, it's me. all right. Uh, it's all right. Is that a yarmulke Listen, sombrero? Th- we're gonna we're gonna miss some stuff, and the others. St- we're we're learning. But, right. I, but we just got the, th- the thumbs up from a, a, an authentic quinceanary recipient. That is that is correct. All right, so now the high heel ceremony in which uh, Godfather Bert will remove Kathy's flat heeled shoes, and uh, yeah, and now if you if you want to uh, take my margarita, you can take your margarita. <laughs> There, if you want to read it, oh, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, up yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you want, Bert. You're the expert I'm here. I go off book, gentlemen. Oh, by you all can. means, yes. So, so what happens is, is Bert will remove Kathy's flat-heeled shoes and replace them with high-heel shoes, all right. thus signifying her transition into womanhood. Uh-huh. Oh, so Kathy's Dang. sitting on a chair, and Neil uh, and uh, Bert's <laughs> kneeling on a broken knee. Bert is kneeling down, right. I'm still breathing hard from dancing. Bert sweating pretty aggressively. You, you look like you look like sort of a manatee ready to perform. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Can we not do the over the shoulder shot? Perfect. Uh, Kathy. Yes. These shoes are symbolic. When your father Pedro, what's your, what's your dad's name? Robert. Roberto Robert. said to me, Bert, I need you to take care of Kathy. I said, Roberto, yo soy your man. Yeah. And uh, and these shoes are symbolic. I've seen you as a little girl running around the house, carefree. High as a kite, having a blast, <laughs> playing without a thought of your future. And those days are dead, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> and these flats symbolize that fun you had as a child. I'm taking them off. There they go. Your feet look fantastic. <laughs> your feet look great. We take these off and we welcome you to womanhood. Wow. Jimmy, Jew. <laughs> <laughs> this is what life's about. Yeah. It's about cardiologist appointments. <laughs> it's about going to the doctor once a year, going to the dentist as a lot as much as you can. <laughs> it's about corns and bunions. <laughs> These shoes are going to make your feet uncomfortable at the end of every day. But realize that's a responsibility as a woman. This is a, technically like a, an episiotomy of life. Yeah. Oh my We're welcoming God. you oh into two an episiotomy of life. In dashed. Yeah. Put, how do you get these on? <laughs> I feel like Prince hard, isn't it? talking to Cinderella's other sisters. <laughs> By es- way, Esther, do we, have a, do we have some lube? At least it really. By did. the way, speaking of which, brought in Jimmy Choo's. Uh, that's for later. But I welcome this you into this, and I, I impart on you some advice. Okay. Yeah. That all women should know. Thank you. If a guy ever wants to videotape you and him having sex, uh, okay. talk really loud during the entire production and say things like, it's so small, it smells weird, are you going to cry this time? Because <laughs> he's not showing that tape to anybody. Uh, Happy day. Brilliant advice. Salient advice from Bert Kreischer. Father Bert Kreischer. That's someone, that's someone who cares about you. Yes, it is. I care. Thank you. you. He cares. Beautiful. Well done, sir. As as, uh, as good a piece of advice as I've ever heard given yeah. to a young lady. I was just going to say, nobody Talk has loudly ever, during your sex tape. No one's ever given me advice like that. Yeah. And it's pretty darn good it's advice. pretty good advice. Wow. Thank you. Say it's small. It smells. You're terrible. Yeah. He's never shown that to anyone. No one's taking a look at that. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. brilliant. Advice. Good idea. Uh, so, Kathy, there is uh, one more uh, final component of this most joyous quinceanera. It's uh, Kathy's tribute to each member of the Preston and Steve show. 
Uh, so, Kathy, this is your chance, and this is part of the quinceanera ceremony. It's what Wikipedia says. This is your chance <laughs> <laughs> to tell us what we mean to you, and it's your chance to tell us what you think of each of us as well. So, would you like to have that yes, time? Yes, well, I wanted to thank you guys. I mean, this wouldn't have been possible without you, so <laughs> you mean so much to me. You've been in my life for a really long time now, 15 years, Yeah. Uh, and I just wanted to thank each one of you. So, Preston... You are at times a father, at times a brother, at times a guy. I text pictures of big black dudes with huge veiny dongs. <laughs> it's true. When I need a friend, when I need a shoulder to cry on, I know it is you and only you. I can text those big black dudes with huge veiny dongs. <laughs> and that means the world to me. Oh, oh thank you, Kathy. Thank, thank you. you. Love you, woman. Steve, my dear Steve. Uh. You also buy me breakfast pizza. <laughs> In many ways, you remind me of Dennis, and mostly in how neither of you have seen me naked. That's true. That's true, yes. <laughs> Casey, they say whoever smelt it, dealt it. But in your case, the hand you deal is always warm, compassion, and kind of rotting, gassy stench usually emitted from decomposing whales. <laughs> People often observe that at times we fight like brother and sister, and other times like husband and wife. And I know being from Delco, you probably think that's the same. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, wow, Steve. Wow. No, that's Kathy. Wow. I had nothing to do with that. Nick, I know we share a special bond on the show, the type of bond that can only be formed when one person has to listen to the slobbering, slurping, grinding, chomping symphony of disgust that is the other person eating a banana. <laughs> I won't say which one of us specifically is dis the disgusting eater, but it's you, Nick. <laughs> And I die a little bit inside every time I see you open your maw to throw in some produce. <laughs> Marissa, the young lady who has often dreamed of being me, while, <laughs> while having to endure living in the shadow of my much larger rack. <laughs> but I'll go lightly on you, Marissa, and just say I hope that you took dance as a kid because something tells me you'll be doing 12 steps soon. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa. Not it's me, okay? <laughs> Love you. Maybe you should check out a bar where nobody knows your name. <laughs> that said, we are the only women on the show, and I will always have your back, even though I just stuck a knife in it. Uh, yes. Can I have those condoms now? <laughs> Special. That is wonderful. Well, uh, so that's officially all that we have in the ceremony this morning. I she believe. is. Officially a woman. You'll be a woman soon. Oh man, so now we get the, that cake and uh, Okay. Now is I assume it's with any celebration you have to cut the cake sure, first, I'll, right? We, yeah, when we go to break, I'll go out there and I'll cut up the cake for everybody. Right. There's there are more ceremonies to take care of in uh, the quinceanera. Or, sir, we gotta get at least Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. The, the pregnant it. it is the job of the godfather <laughs> to carry on the bloodline. You guys got some good sensual first sex music? <laughs> oh, of course. And, and make it, it better be quick, like under a minute. <laughs> there, Mariachi Flores, can you guys play up one more song as we're on our way out? Yeah. Like a good sex song. Yeah. <laughs> whenever uh, whenever you want me to ready. do it? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Drop in the morning. I'm dropping, oh, oh, dropping I, I thought money. you wanted me to hump the ground. <laughs> He's like, get down on the ground. And I was like, yes, sir. That's Jose. He's Cuddle, like, cuddle, cuddle. There you go. Oh, beautiful. All right, and with that. 
will take a break and we will come back. And we will have more of Cassie's Quinceanera Celebration. We'll be back in just a moment. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.